Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 76 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Coverton, and who are the powerhouse of the cell with me tonight? Uh, powerhouse Stephen JD. Of RNA, Stuart Hughes. Uh, and, and Ian Bauer. <laughs> Don't feel bad. I, we do this on purpose. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Nobody ever knows. Neither. It all depends on Stefan, really. Like, that's the. It all comes down to if Stefan says something, I have to think of something clever. And then the guest is always like, uh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't feel bad. It's on purpose. I tried to make it as random as possible. <laughs> all right. And then before. Nice the every week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the point of it. Before we get too far, one. Stu, do you want to give me a quick drum roll? If you can. We have a winner, and the winner is for the contest. Nobody, because nobody. I don't know why. So actually, Jennifer entered when I when I did a hashtag giveaway, and I got a random like automated email saying, "I thought you did a giveaway. Why don't you sign up?" So since you're not real, Jennifer, you do not win the contest. So I will be posting Overblood probably by the time you're hearing this recording, giving away the stalker code. We will do more giveaways in the future, maybe for a game that people actually want for free. Because apparently. It's weird. I don't get it. We did the giveaway like this. This isn't even a learning experience for us because we don't understand. I don't understand this at all. We did the giveaway and multiple people told us that they bought the game after they listened to the episode. And I was like, we were giving it away for free. Yeah, you heard us say that. Yeah. (laughs) So I will just post in there. So I've had like you're in the Overblood group. They just bought like the whole Stalker franchise. I was like, we were, you could have, you didn't have to do that. You shouldn't do that because they're not worth it. Just, <laughs> I, I don't know if like I, I don't, I don't know what to take away from this. <laughs> First one's great. <laughs> like, this guy was not. We, we offered to give it to you for free, and you bought it, and I guess that's good. Uh, support the creator, even though we bought the extra copies, so it's supporting the creator. I got anyway. it free in a bundle, so I didn't actually buy it, but well. <laughs> I didn't buy it, but I got other stuff with the bundle, and I just didn't need it. I actually got Clear Sky and Comp Purpiat in that bundle. So next, um, next time we do a giveaway, we should make people like buy into it, and maybe more people. Will, it'll be like uh, that sales <laughs> tactic. <laughs> well, apparently there's that sales tactic where like people don't want free shit, but they they want to like pay in as like a gamble for it. That's like a big thing with <laughs> like, like a timeshare. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all we got to do is have them sign up for a rally. <laughs> And I bet, and if we get the K-pop to do it, a million people will sign up for it. Oh. <laughs> All right, next giveaway, we do a timeshare where I set up a I set up a Steam account with the only that game on it, and we rent time. You can play Stalker for two weeks at a time, and then it goes to the next person on the timeshare. <laughs> I change the passwords. <laughs> it's like the class turtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that would work. And All if you don't then- finish it, you gotta wait two months or two. You have to wait a whole fucking year to get back into the timeshare to play it again. Uh, and I think I should introduce what we're talking about this week. We're we're actually doing a, we're doing a sequel on the show, which happens sometimes. Yeah, it's been almost a year since we covered Parasite Eve one, and we're going to be covering Parasite Eve two tonight because yeah. I hate myself. Well, the first one was a smash hit for us. Yeah, one of our top 10. That was episode 23. So we're, we'll probably talk a little bit about it. But to get the whole thing, go check out episode 23 and listen to us bitch about or listen to talk about how great the first one was. And I say, it was not even us bitching. That's what I meant by smash it. Like it like you picked it and Stefan and I both went into it thinking like the fuck is this weird game? And we both ended up mm-hmm. loving it. Yeah, I can't wait to hear what you said about yeah. this one. I'm really excited. I have um, other opinions. <laughs> Okay, that's about how I feel. And there will be spoilers for Parasite Eve 1 and 2. You've been warned. I mean, it doesn't matter because this game came out in 2000, so 20 years ago, and there's nothing to really spoil about this game anyway. Like, it doesn't matter. Unfortunately, I read what happens in the third game, (laughs) so I won't spoil that, but I am am somewhat disheartened. (laughs) We're playing the third birthday next year. 
Yeah, that would be an interesting one because I'm trying to happens. keep this every June for the first three years of this podcast. We play a Paris View game. And Apparently, the third one has a weird twist in it yep. that nobody is looking forward to it. I am actually. <laughs> the third one looks is an action game, and she loses clothes and she gets beat up. It looks fun though. <laughs> oh, like a game, actually. yeah. So Speaking of that, so <laughs> yeah, I, the girl in this game, her name is Ayabrea. Because I'm just gonna, we need to get into this Ayabrea. <laughs> Ayabrea, and uh, she, I don't know about you guys, but does it feel like she got a little thick since the first game? <laughs> well, she's she's beefed. She's like Leon in like Resident Evil Four. She's beefed up because now yeah. she's a member of Mist, which we all just kind of have to accept as a thing. We went to the Polygon she, gym. She was like a stick in the first game. Yeah, in the first game, yeah. she was just your average New York City cop. Uh, mm-hmm. And now she works for the FBI. <laughs> yeah, an operative of Mitochondrial Investigation and Suppression Team, which is Mist. Yeah. Like, so stupid. Which used to work for something called Stars. No, it was definitely named Mist, and then they were like, "Shit, we got to come up with like a cool acronym." Like Mist is cool. What works with Mist? Okay, mitochondria and team. Hmm. This <laughs> is Resident dumb. Evil. It, th- I yeah. mean, this game. One of the biggest problems with this game, I'm going to say right now, is it never should have been called Parasite Eve Two. It should have been Parasite Eve. I want to be Resident Evil. Something. Some other. Like just name, oh. so it because it's not a it's a direct sequel story wise, but mm, yeah, it's completely different gameplay. It takes place three years later, very yeah. very in the vein of Resident Evil Four. Right. Right. After Aya Aya has survived this like travesty, she comes back working for the government because she's like she's the best. She's lived through it before. She knows how to handle it, and um, it's just it's very odd immediately because I was. The first game is very much like a Resident Evil clone in terms of play style. And this one's like, we're going to do what? The first one plays like an RPG. The first one was more RPG, yeah. Yeah, this one is a Resident Evil clone. I don't think so. I think I I actually made a note when we were playing, when I was playing it, because I was like, this feels, this is so weird, and I couldn't figure out why. And then I realized that this isn't an RPG clone. This is, or uh, this isn't a uh, a Resident Evil clone. This is a real-time combat RPG, like JRPG. But you have the uh, HP, MP. Yeah, but the HP don't map. The MP doesn't really, it's almost like like powers. You have like like pyrokinetic powers. Uh... Four. You have eight powers. Twelve if you if you use the items. The secret yeah, pyrokinesis is the best one. I didn't yeah. use it very much. I played this game wrong though. So. Oh, I yeah. thought it was the best one. <laughs> well, that I, first I the first one had the active time battle, and yes. then it also had the random mm-hmm. encounters, which was more in line with like Final Fantasy VII, which had come out what like the year before, close to it. Yeah, well, this... I I honestly don't think either one of them are like Resident Evil. If I'm being honest here, <laughs> I think this one made an attempt to be more Resident Evil, but it's not. It's I mean, still not there. The I'm first one wasn't pain controls. The first mm-hmm. one had, like as Ian said, you had an ATB beaner. You had you had you actually leveled up. This one they take away the level. Yes, you can level up your spells. But the enemies don't like in the first one, you can go back in a room, leave a room. The enemies would respawn. You go and like, you know, normal RPG type thing, run and fight them over and over again. This game didn't have that. This game, they would respawn after a certain amount of time. But all the enemies are set in this game. 
Yeah, but every yeah. time you go into combat, when you start, it does that RPG thing. It might as well be like the Pokemon battle screen <laughs> where it's like, yeah, but it's so it doesn't <laughs> it does it. But then immediately you're in the battle. It doesn't. You're just yeah. there and you fight in some terrible corridors in this game. Yeah, Ooh, the no. fighting is um, terrible, um, fucking atrocious. But <laughs> in the first the game, of every battle, it comes up with the XP screen, which is also a very JRPG thing to be like, level up. <laughs> you don't level up. No, you don't. You just get like BP and XP. So it's like, you know, leveling up in the sense of you get money to buy better guns, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. But uh, th- we should also mention, though, that this wasn't actually supposed to be the sequel. This was supposed to be an offshoot to the game. Yeah, yeah, it was supposed to be a side story. And then they were just like, fuck it, throw two on there. <laughs> I, okay, I like to think what happened been was better. Uh, like that i like to think what happened was squaresoft was like all right we're gonna make a new protagonist so like start drawing this down all right it's gonna be a girl and she's gonna be blonde and she's gonna be like skinny and really tiny and they were like hey someone back was like hey that sounds like Aya from the first game <laughs> and then squaresoft realized that all their protagonists looked alike and they were like fuck it we might as well just make it Aya." <laughs> i i also don't i like the way she looks more in the first game than i do in this game that doesn't matter really matter it's fine it just well, this game came out like what half a year or not even half, not half a year, but it came out like, like a, a year, a year afterwards. Like they clearly burned right into this. So I don't know how much. Yeah, like I know it's supposed to be a size story. I think it's 1998 and 2000. I remember yeah. getting the demo disc from like Play Magazine or something that had Final Fantasy VII, Saga Frontier, Parasite Eve. I remember watching that opening trailer for Parasite Eve 1 and thinking, man, these graphics are never going to get better than this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I The, the cutscenes in this game are something else. They like I, I wish I had played this game in 1999 so I could see the cutscenes then because I bet if I watched them then I would have been like it would have been like mind blowing but them now is like but it's the same thing with like Final Fantasy go back and watch Final Fantasy 7 cutscenes and that was like mind blowing at the time with High Wind and all the other things that you saw or Tiny Bronco and uh, you know all the things and you think oh man this is stunning what yeah. I, I can't imagine this how are they going to top what we're doing you know and it's then like almost... NFL 2K comes out and you're like oh this looks <laughs> <Yeah>. like crap <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's lighting, like, things, uh, lighting effects are a thing. <laughs> it's mind blowing in a different way now because you look back and you think, "Wow, they pulled off some pretty good stuff back then." Yeah, considering they were, you know, making games on like TA TI eighty fours, like <laughs> calculator computers. It's pretty. Oh. It's, it's it's impressive. Like in hindsight, is the thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, I played this back in the day because a, a, a friend of mine had actually introduced me to this to this game too. Well, he introduced me to the first one. He also brought this one over once, and he showed me like little bits of this game. And I remember thinking, "Well, that's weird." Because we're, we're going to stop talking about the first one real quick because we just won't stop. <laughs> but like the first game, like you could run around. It wasn't tank controls, but this game is tank controls for some reason. Like I. I don't hate take controls, but when you're telling me to dodge enemies, like I don't mind like a zombie, like I'll dodge a zombie, I'll dodge a hunter in Resident Evil. You know, I'm, I'm cool. I don't even dodge a nemesis. But when you're like, okay, you're going to dodge this projectile, <laughs> then you're going to shoot at him 10 times. And you're going to dodge another projectile. Give me some normal controls. Get rid of these take controls. Like they don't work in this game. They're not the game. The game, the enemies are in a different game than you're playing. You're playing Resident Evil and they're playing an RPG and they're wondering like, what the hell's up with you? You... <laughs> It just doesn't make any sense. It's very odd because there's so many fights in this game that are like 
they're they they clearly had a vision of how this game was supposed to play and it just didn't really translate there's so many fights that take place on like in like tiny corridors or in very small rooms and like your weapon is a fucking m4 ranged rifle and the enemy has a sword and you're like well he has the advantage because i'm two feet away from him and i can't get more than two feet away from him why don't i have a sword do you think maybe squaresoft they saw what was happening with resident evil and they said maybe that's what we want to do and they kind of got lost on the the path towards their goal i don't know it's because they took the dude from Resident Evil and said, hey, you know, make this game for us. And uh, he kind of made Resident Evil for Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I think this game needed more time. And I understand why it didn't, because they were like really trying to battle other IPs at the time. Oh, yeah. and, and what Stefan was saying, Kyle was supposed to be the main character in the original of this game. OK, yeah. well, Kyle, this, this whole game is yeah, awesome. bizarre because actually one of the best things about the first game is that it takes place in Los Angeles or New York. New York. First game New, New York. York. Yeah, and that was just a fun place to, like, you had a little mini-map, you could go to different areas and everything, and this game starts off in Los Angeles and you think, okay, well, I, that's where I'm going to be playing at this time, and I'm going to explore L.A., but you eventually just go through the opening segment where you just figure out this neo-mitochondria creature called goal number nine is destroying the tower on a building and like later on you'd go to a dry field like you and you never leave it yeah which is the worst possible thing they could have done it's bizarre the majority of this game is like it takes place in like a western town where Mm -hmm. the hotel has like pictures of like doc holiday and white (laughs) on the walls and you're like tricks you yeah because it starts i want because it starts off in acropolis tower los angeles so you start in a big city i mean like that acropolis tower is the best part of this entire game yeah Yeah, i really love that because i was like oh cool it's gonna be like the first game (laughs) like and like as i was playing that like you you start off like even the opening cutscene, like the, the CG is still really damn good when she shows up and you're walking down the street, you see a helicopter crash, things are burning, like it, it gets you in there. And then when you go up that elevator in the Acropolis Tower right in the beginning and you go when the first room you go into and you have control, you see a bunch of just SWAT members just ripped to shred. Like, I mean, that had to oh, be yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys remember running into that uh, SWAT team guy, Marvin, and he gave you the key to rescue the survivors in the other rooms? Oh, yeah. 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 The funny thing is you're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that happened close to it. His name wasn't Marvin, but he could give you a key to rescue a survivor in the cafeteria. Yeah. I believe his name in this game was Slaughtered SWAT Member. <laughs> yeah. Number three. That's right. It's but a family it's, name. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's not. I mean, it was so good. Like the opening is. He so took his mother's damn, name. <laughs> like, even and that's when you really you realize pretty quick like this game is not Paris V one, but like they don't really get into it till later because like the enemies in the beginning they take a few shots, they die, you know, not too bad. They don't. You know, they're not beating on you too bad. You're not. I mean, and this game also will have ammo boxes in every area for you to refill your ammo because you only can hold 500 bullets and the game doesn't give you bullets very often. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, that was a great mechanic for my playthrough 20 something years ago because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. <laughs> so great. Free ammo is every once you figure out it's free ammo. It's great. Yeah, it says then. something like like this is basically an unlimited supply. And I was like, OK, like that's. That's very different to what you're supposed to do as a survival horror game. It's, <laughs> it, it works, though, because even though, yes, you can refill on ammo. I mean, I, I think I fucked up because my the, the handgun that I used throughout this game was had a hundred a hundred a uh, hundred clip or hundred shot clip 
fucking useless. It would take 100 bullets to kill one enemy. <laughs> I also, I don't, the weapons in this game are very odd because they're bad. You'll get like an MP5 that has like 50 rounds. And when you shoot enemies, it does like the damage counter like a JRPG does. But I couldn't figure out like what the connection was between the bullets and the damage that they were doing because it seemed like it was somehow based on like an RNG system. Like I'd fire 50 rounds of an enemy and it would either do between like 50 damage and like 200 damage. I was like, yeah, there's a lot of RNG. Yeah, Yeah. uh, that's why I say it felt like very JRPG to me between like like the, you know, the unlimited ammo checkpoints, which is like that's where you go to like refill your MP. (laughs) It's essentially you're refilling your ammo and then you have to go fight the the bad guys to like, all right, I'm going to shoot at them. And I hope that this does like on the high level of damage. I hope they don't have a resilience to this. (laughs) Also, when the other problem with this, like with the amp, with the whole gun system is that they get like they never, especially later on in this game, as, as we'll get into I felt like I was fighting enemies, like I was rushing through an RPG and I didn't level up because you're just I felt so weak and it took way too much ammo. Mm. And to kind of round that back, like even when you're in the Acropolis, like in the Acropolis Tower, everything feels even. Nothing feels too crazy. They all died decently. And and then what really and that tower, when you finish that tower, they take away your weapons and your armor. Yeah, (laughs) I was not happy. One of the problems I kind of had with, you know, Parasite Eve 1 and 2 is you're so dependent on your gear. You know, even even in Parasite 1 where you were able to level up, I remember fighting Eve on the boat in uh, Parasite Eve 1. (laughs) And you had to change your freaking armor halfway through. Otherwise, you were going to run out of, uh, I think it was like magic I ran out. It was hella long ago, so I don't totally remember. But that was brutal. My friend had to explain that to me. He's like, Oh, I, I accidentally changed my gear. So what the hell? And so even in this one, you're so dependent on everything. And then like the, uh, it it felt like they even dumbed down the, uh, modification system on your, on your gear, which was real unfortunate. Cause that was, I think that was the first time you'd really even seen something like that was in resident or parasite Eve one. Yeah. And two, they said, well, you know, F it, we're going to kind of get rid of that system and give you a, a, a real basic version of it have fun yeah that's that's like the thing that like if you get in a boss fight in this game and you didn't prepare for it and you didn't know it was coming and you didn't have the ammo for it too bad (laughs) like it does not care whatsoever yeah it doesn't set you up for anything any sort of success yeah i feel like this game I, i despite the fact that i did like overall enjoy it i felt like this game needed to it was doing like too many different things gameplay wise and it needed to pick one thing and focus on it like mm-hmm. part of me was like are, this is like a zombie apocalypse scenario where i'm playing as like a support class from a chair pg and that's <laughs> that, like that would be really cool if you really push that like push that to like the far extreme of like you've got healing magic but you can't like you don't do very much damage and there's this zombie apocalypse and you've like you're the only one that can help or do like a resident evil thing and make it a survival horror and like make the guns really strong but you have limited ammo and sometimes you just have to run away but they did they did like a mix of both and it was just (laughs) odd and also they bad and kind of bad and they also forgot to uh voice act like half the game I don't think they forgot. <laughs> it was uh, it's a very JRPG thing of like you go like, OK, this cutscene is important because people are talking. And then the next scene, it's like no music, nothing, just like text on the screen. I was like, oh, come on, well, like at least at least like if you don't do the voices, at least like play some good music. <laughs> that's the other part. Uh-huh. Like 
this game like sets up things and never really even comes back to them. Like when you're in the Acropolis Tower, you have a scene where you see one of the SWAT members that survive setting a bomb. Like you have certain things that kind of start like this mystery. They don't come back around to that mystery until the last like 30 minutes of the game. Yeah. Mm. And it's just like it's just such a weird game. And the, the enemies are annoying to fight and the targeting is shitty. Like you hit square to change targets and it's just it's garbage. <laughs> How great is that? I mean, going back to the dry field conversation, it, it, it's interesting that they chose just this abandoned but not abandoned town. It wasn't really clear if people still lived there or what was going on. Well, there uh, was one woman there that you come across that turns into what the fuck are they called? <laughs> the Neo mitochondria. She turns into a uh, mitochondria dog monster. Um, <laughs> the only the se- one of the only people you find in that town from that town. One of the- There's like. Well, there was the guy that was the innkeeper or something. Yeah. That oh, old dude. Mm-hmm. Gary Douglas. Oh, the guy there. from Tremors. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ba- basically, it's it's so odd because it would be like really interesting to start a game in L.A. Like to do like the reverse of like the pre- like the second Predators movie has that great opening where it's like a, it's a shootout. But, no, no. I'm sorry. But like when it first opens and it's like the helicopter flying over the forest and it's like it looks like okay we're going back to the like we're going back to the rainforest we're going to get back to fight the predator and then it like zooms up and you're in LA it's like the exact opposite of that where you're in LA and then it's like <laughs> ah just kidding you're out in the fucking desert <laughs> yeah we got there's you. like a there's like a lot of weird influences too like as soon as you get to dry fields and i should mention that if anything the soundtrack to this is amazing but when, when you get playing. there yeah, yeah, like the first thing it plays is this real like kicker bass tune and a lot of the mon- mitochondria kind of represent to me, I felt like the aliens in uh, the movie They Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's and the idea. bass line to Dryfield kind of represents that. It's almost the exact same thing that John Carpenter created for They Live. Like it's that yeah. same bass tune. It would have been really cool to do this game like that where you start in L.A. and it's like a badass scene like the first game. You're fighting all these mitochondria monsters and then it like rips it out from you and suddenly you're in the thing or suddenly you're in like Silent Hill. Mm -hmm. It's like a completely different game, but it's just like the same game in a worse area. Yeah, they (laughs) even I think they try to get tremors in there, too. That's why he's like that other officer, dude. I forget his Madigan something. On oh, the yeah. guy that calls you, yeah. on, that you call Adjurative. on the phone and does nothing. Yeah, he's, he's, on, like, does he's nothing. like on the water tower hiding from fucking oh, that's Pierce. mitochondria. Well, oh, yeah, that's okay. Pierce. Yeah, Pierce. I do have Rupert a, a complaint. No, I want to make Roderick is that guy. You're thinking of Pierce, um, Pierce Douglas, Pierce Garradine. Oh, okay. It's after Resident Evil Six. I hate people named Pierce, so I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> well, two things I want to say. One, like when when the Acropolis Tower ends. Before you get to dry field, we've kind <laughs> of been off and, off and on talking about is you have like because you have like the whole the forces there. You have the SWAT team. You have the mist some of the mist people. Your boss is there. And then after that place blows up and then they send you to dry field because of cows are being mutilated is what yeah. the bullshit reason was. They only send you in all the times you call them throughout this game because save points are, are, are phones. They still say we everyone's at the Acropolis Tower. We can't send you. The Acropolis Tower got blown up and they're all dead. Like all yeah, there the, is no Acropolis Tower. Anymore. Like why? Like you could they just and they don't send. They really don't send anybody in this game until like the very very end. It's like a weird blend of like like Men in Black and Ghosts in the Shell, like the Mist Unit. I mean, like it's just stupid. It's 
it's it's again it's too many ideas happening at once like okay the whole ufo thing like th- like there's even a joke where they're like you got to go here and check out these like cow carcasses there's cell degeneration and like the head like that's a mini story in the article the headline is like ufos in arizona (laughs) (laughs) and and also which i forgot to mention like the reason like they they talk about in the very opening to how mist or not mist but the monsters had ran away from new york and traveled across the country yeah and the monsters you're fighting you find out all come from this one area in this in this town like a shelter like a we'll get to it but a shelter is like they completely just skip the idea of these monsters running away from across the world like nope different they came from somewhere else <laughs> and that's yeah. one thing kind of playing through it again and watching it nobody really references that there's this outbreak of something going on across the world they're just like well you know just going to yeah. work it's tuesday you yeah. know like, it would have been <laughs> cool if mist was like way more like i felt like they were going for a men in black thing where you know like they read the tabloids and like because that, that's what happens in men in black they look at the tabloids and they're like well this is a true story and they're like what no this is bullshit like so-and-so married <laughs> frankenstein and they're like men in black is the like that's actually real and they're the organization that deals with that shit that would have been cool but they don't go fully on board with that they can't like they're not committed to any single idea Mist is yeah. like an early version of the bsa from resident evil <laughs> yeah it's it's the BSA, it's the the Ghost in the Shell Section Nine, it's Men in Black. It's all like it's trying to be everything, and it's like just do one thing, just Ooh. be Men in Black or be Ghost, be Ghost in the Shell, and like because that would explain why you just send one operative in because all the operatives are like so badass or something. Yeah, essentially like they succeed in small doses. There's this part when you're in Dryfield where <laughs> you just hear this woman screaming like crazy behind a door. Oh it yeah, just sounds so terrifying like as a kid that would have scared the shit out of me and you go in there and she transforms i believe into a, yeah. one of the mitochondria yeah, yeah. into a and dog you monster. fight uh number nine but it's like terrifying the idea that you have to go in there and you have yeah. to figure it out like that i would have been i would have been scared to hell as a kid it and... is kind of interesting you can see the blueprint of what they're doing with resident evil in this game because resident evil you know so like in the first one you have the mansion and then you have the underground and then uh, a couple other places but you kind of have the same thing here so you're in la and then you're in dry field and then you're underground and then you're in that uh the the bunker system mm. at the end there we'll you know so you, <laughs> the umbrella lab <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it's um the, the the other problem I have with it is that like Aya or Aya or whatever fucking name is, uh, good old AB, she is like th- they keep like flying back and forth wildly b- between her being like serious and legitimately involved in everything going on and her like cracking jokes. Mm-hmm. It's it like again they need to stick to one thing. Like when you go into that room where the woman is screaming. I is like actually kind of freaked out. She's like, I heard a woman like screaming bloody Murray. I'm like, I'm worried that somebody's dead in there. I need to go check it out. But then you go in there and like immediately she's like making jokes like, huh, guess it's empty. And it's like, no, fuck you. Like, <laughs> be serious or be jokey. Don't be both. <laughs> is this supposed to be like a campy experience or are you like a serious cop? I, I was telling Mike, I was like, this room reminds me of the one in Resident Evil 4 where him and uh, what's his name? Uh, the Spanish Lewis. dude. Lewis, yeah, Lewis. yeah, he there. He's like, you gotta smoke. Like it looks exactly like that room. Mm-hmm. I said, no more than fifty invitations. Yeah, it's if yeah. Lewis was the main character of your game. That's yeah. <laughs> oh, we should bring out the bombshells on her, like that, that character. That's <laughs> dry uh, field. It's funny. 
Triheal's terrible. Like you were there for so long. You it is a small town. Like when you see the map, it's really a small area in a game, even in game area, but you're constantly running around in circles because the door's locked and they'll have the dumbest like quests. Like you'll you have you have to there's a part where you need a like we were talking about where you get to the streaming woman, you'll need a tool, but you can't just go grab the tool. Even if you know where it is, you have to run back to the guy from Tremors, talk to him, ask him to borrow the tool, he'll tell you where the tool's at, and you gotta go run and get the tool. But isn't that that the JRPG meme of, well, I need you to open the front door, but we need you to do that. You need to get the card key. But to get the yeah. card key, you got to talk to the firefighter. You know, I'm, I'm OK with that in JRPG when I'm, you know, not running around in tank controls. <laughs> I'm OK with that. But this is like we're going to this is not this is trying to be two different games. Like it wants to be a survival horror game at heart with very light RPG elements. And it doesn't work. It's bizarre. It's a bizarre experience because there's three or four very good games in this that are all like trying to fight to be the game happening at that moment. It, it's, it'd be like it'd be like watching like it'd be like watching a Ghost in the Shell movie with like the <laughs> where like at the end the major is like fighting the bad guy and like kills him and it's this super sad scene because like you've learned everything about his life and he's like super sentimental and, and sympathetic and like he passes away dead and then the major just like turns and looks directly in the camera and is like i guess we should have tried turning him off and on again waka waka <laughs> it's like what's happening on the side of the head <laughs> yeah <sighs> It's oh, also my boots fell out. It's like, what the fuck is going on? Drivefield also has that great old level design where they use like random shit in the environment to block you off. Yeah. So like at the beginning, her car is just parked across the whole road by the gas station. It's like because <laughs> that's how people normally park. Well, and not only that, but the guy, Mr. Douglas, the the African-American dude with the dog, Flint, he apparently set up mines everywhere on the road. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand do. how that works. <laughs> and I don't either. Because if you you kill people, they come find you. It's bizarre, yeah. even to me, that like like the area is called Dryfield, and it's a huge like western town that's been abandoned. It's like they're clearly doing like a country western thing. That's what they're going for at this moment. And Ooh. the the house where you hear the woman screaming is like an abandoned ghost house. <laughs> like it's 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 so bizarre like because i went in there and i i forgot while i was in that house i forgot where i was that outside <laughs> this house is like the expanse of the desert and that's not what you want to imagine when you're in like the haunting of hill house <laughs> like that that room could have been in a remake of sweet home yeah. on ps1 oh and that house even... could have easily that God, whole that section could have easily <laughs> taken place in like like one of the neighborhoods outside LA. Like it could have taken place like in Hollywood. It's like, oh, and it's an abandoned mansion in Hollywood. And like they say it's haunted, not in the middle of like, like pew pew Doc Holiday in the OK Corral. <laughs> also behind the saloon, there's this haunted house, Victorian era. So don't go in there. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> don't even get me started on like the fucking like one of the enemies that you fight constantly in Dryfield. They look like a combination of a horse with a giraffe neck. And yeah, they monsters. don't fit in this game. Like they can, they just do so much damage to you. And they like, I should okay in a, in a survival horror game in a normal. If you're playing on like a normal difficulty, you should be able to take out an enemy with a couple shots. Like it shouldn't be, especially in a game where it wants you to fight them. Like it, you can, I mean, you unload and they'll just run at you and knock you over. And it is, it is so fucking annoying. And they're everywhere, and you're fighting them in little tiny spaces. I mean, yeah, like yeah, like yeah. in the Aladdin things, like it's like little tiny space, big fucking <laughs> boss. Like come on, game, and, and oh. it does it everywhere in this game. 
you know what they look like? I've been trying to think of this all fucking week. They, did anyone ever watch the show Dark Angel with Jessica Alba? Yes, yeah. in Seattle. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You remember like the like the her like friend slash like the guy who's like in love with her who gets turned into like the half dog for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the enemies in this game are. <laughs> like that weird dog, like buddy, buddy romantic interests. Well, well like the, the bosses are all pretty big. Like that one guy that's what? Three stories tall and shoots fire out of his mouth. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. just on that little walkway. Yeah. He's an elephant. He's supposed to be like an elephant, I guess, or something. Yeah, but, but you don't I, find elephants in the Wild West. <laughs> no, I okay. If you're gonna talk about that boss, okay. So here I gotta, I'm gonna set it up. Like that's like everything with that. Like you get a key to a hotel. Everything's gone to hell. Like you have monsters running around the town. The guy's like, hey, here's a here's a key to the hotel. Why don't you go um go inside there? And you just go in the hotel room. Like nothing's wrong. You know, you got the you got the back door open. You're gonna take a shower. And I'm thinking to myself. If I just had to fight monsters, I don't think I'd be that. I think the door would be locked up, sealed, barricaded. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know it's a video game, so I mean, I'm, I'm being over exaggerated. But just like everything about this town is weird. In that fight, you're on a little balcony of a hotel, and this giant monster just happens to show up at night for some reason. And it mm-hmm. looks like a cross between an elephant and a fat guy were huh? merged <laughs> together, and you shoved a flamethrower in his mouth. For what reason? I don't know. He reminded me of like uh, one of those guys from Doom with like the, the fatties. Yeah, the, the fatties. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No idea what you were talking about. How weird would it be if Pinky just like walked into the middle of this guy? I guess it wouldn't be weird because that's what this fucking game is. Just a mixed mass of everything. <laughs> pinky from Doom just walks in. Like not even like Pinky from the games. Like the Pinky from like the live action movie. <laughs> just, yeah. Like, rolls like, in well, on his wheelchair. <laughs> Like the sad part is, is like when like going back to the cutscenes, how good they look, you see the enemy design in them and it looks way better than what you get in the actual game, which looks yeah. totally terrible. He's called, yeah, he's called Burner. But what was again, everyone's it's, favorite dumb enemy? <laughs> it's not like you fight him in a very small area and he takes a lot of shots because your guns are useless in this game. And like he breathes <laughs> fire. He tries to punch you. He shoots poison gas. Like, I mean, there's a there's a way to to kind of cheat it cheese it or you can just stand in one corner and he can't touch you very well yeah which is what i did but it's just every, like this game didn't know what it wanted to be and i'm okay with fighting a big boss fight in a small room as long as the boss doesn't take like one example one boss took 45 grenades and me hitting the r1 button 45 times to kill the fucker <laughs> and i can only hold 100 grenades and you can't have a survival horror game where a boss takes that many hits like that doesn't make sense you know what's mm-hmm. weird is like I was looking through the uh, the enemies list and in Parasite Eve one. And I remember these two enemies very clearly. There's bats that you fight and there's armadillos. Yeah. Um, you fight. I think you fight both of them in the, in the Chrysler Museum. Why aren't there armadillos in the Wild West? <laughs> like I get that, like they've run off and you know, escaped to this area. But I like the entire section. I was just asking myself, like, why are these here? Why is why is this the enemy that I'm fighting? I know that it doesn't like make sense story wise, but it's the desert. I should be fighting like giant snakes or they like, do have scorpions. They do have scorpions. And like the one scene I'll give them credit for is uh, when you like go to that well and all the bats fly out of it. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that oh, doesn't yeah. always happen. 
the well that leads down to an underground bunker that somehow nobody knew about, but still kept getting water from this well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, yeah, what was the situation with that? Like, they send the bucket down the well, and then some guy in like the lab has to run over to the sink and fill up the bucket with tap water. <laughs> an arrowhead <laughs> water bottle, he just fills it up with. Yeah, well, <laughs> like the bathtubs and snatcher or something, where you had to go three levels down into an underground oh, yeah. facility. He's got like he's got like Voss water bottles, and the guys are like, "This is a really." good well <laughs> this is quality <laughs> water you don't even Go have to filter this water stuff water so <laughs> the, at some point they send it down there and they're like we don't have any fucking water nah, just put anything in there they pull it up they're like that's weird there's coffee in the well <laughs> there are well, some... also like there's a boss fight to, i didn't know this i was watching a speedrun of this game like when you get down in that well you have a boss fight against like giant spider devil we're gonna call him because he's terrible he almost <laughs> killed Stefan. i know when Stefan was playing <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm, you can yeah. skip that entire fight you can just run up the ladder and leave. Mm-hmm. Really? And I think that's another thing that's kind of like amusing about this game. Like, I didn't know this because I, I played like an RPG. I fought every enemy I could because I'm trying to get BP. I'm trying to get experience. Like, I'm playing like an RPG. And then I when I watched the speedrun, I watched the guy didn't kill anything but a couple enemies. And he did just fine. That's what I'm like. This game is not really an RPG because it wasn't like he did glitches or any like what you do when you watch speedrun RPGs. He just played the game like a survival horror game. And that's no. how you, and you can play it just fine like that. Like an RPG, you can run away from any yeah, battle. Yeah, but like, even if you watch an RPG speedrun, they <laughs> use certain escape. glitches <laughs> to kind of get through things or certain mechanics to alter what the game will do because you're supposed to be, you know, a certain amount of strength, mm-hmm. which you don't need. In this game, you can play completely. Like a, actually, you should play this game like a survival horror game because that's what it is deep down. There mm-hmm. are some, you know, like, so there, for, for all the complaints, they did do a lot of interesting stuff with this game. Like, you can see your weapon. So like Squaresoft, it, it, they were kind of all over the place, it seems like, in the late 90s trying to figure out what their next path was going to be. And so like with this in every so I played through this game originally in Japanese. I, I don't speak Japanese, right? I'm just <laughs> luck of the draw. I managed to find a copy with this weird little thing for my PlayStation. But there was pictures of everything in the inventory. So you knew what it was that you were choosing. And then when you're fighting, you actually see the weapon on you, you know, and, and figure out what it does. Plus, everything was color coded. So that made stuff even easier if you don't speak the language that they're using for that game. So for for all the stuff that they were kind of, you know, hit and miss all over the board with their inventory stuff was spot on. They had it figured out. You knew what kind of ammo you were using, what your gun looked like, you know, even down to uh, the, I don't know, magic or the mitochondrial super magic powers. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's MP for mitochondria points, not magic <laughs> points, because this isn't a JRPG. This is a di- but like you, you knew what you were using. So, but yeah, you that, know, it, inventory is great, though. It, it and, was great. And it has like, um, I think it's great, though, because it's a JRPG inventory where like, yeah, everything's color coded, but everything's color coded in most JRPGs to, you know, like what kind of weapon it is. It's just that instead of using like instead of using like ice powers, fire powers, you have like like machine gun ammo, pistol ammo. <laughs> but you think yeah. about like, you know, Final Fantasy eight or seven or, you know, any of the other ones that kind of came before. And you had no if it was in. They did kind of have the basic symbols for things. Yeah. But it if it was figure that shit out. Uh, yeah. And so if you were say, I, I need to use the buster sword. I have no idea what the hell the buster sword is. I just have to hope that the thing I click on is it, you know, <laughs> and the sword never changed other hands. So you're like, I hope this is <laughs> the sword. <laughs> this is a big sword. Like It's the same big sword I had before. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's that's another thing I, I want to bring up real fast is that this game has a inventory system like you're playing a survival horror game where you can't you can't hold a lot of items, but they take away the, the you don't have a chest like in Resident Evil you have a chest you can put items in and everything is in all in every chest. Mm-hmm. You get chests in this game, but they're not connected for some reason. Yeah, yeah. And that, well, it's like a dual inventory system because when you're outside of battle, you have you can access any part of it. You can, you can only you can only hold 20 items. Right, but you can access the overall inventory system. When you're in battle, whatever you put into like your carrying case nope. for battle, that's all you can access at Which that point. Which fucked me oh, over. Uh, time, you mean like way. a JRPG, like Trials? <laughs> Which has your in-battle inventory? <laughs> and that's not a normal RPG, though. In a normal JRPG, you could have access to all your equipment, all your items. Well, I mean, so, so, like, like I said, trials of like mana and trial, like uh, not trials, of, yeah, trials of mana and secrets of mana. They have that system where you have like your you have your inventory, but then when you're in battle, you have like your battle items to like increase your health correct. stuff. Not in secret of mana. I can I can vouch and say not in secret of mana. I thought trials of mana definitely has it. Maybe I haven't I haven't played enough to be able to argue you argue argue with you, but I can, <laughs> You'll I get can guarantee you secret of mana. I'm pretty sure you're wrong, but I can't prove it. So I'm not I'd also like to point out that the final nail in the coffin for this being a JRPG is it has a fucking gun blade in it. Which it does. <laughs> you can get it on the second playthrough, I think. Yeah, and it's no. it's even modeled off of after fucking Squall's gunblade in Final Fantasy. Like, yeah, like they but... clearly were like, ah, this is by the fourth game. This is just going to be Final Fantasy. And that's because no. the number nine that we've joked about. He's like this weird. Think of like Sephiroth in Final Fantasy VII type guy where he's chasing <laughs> after you. You fight him in the in the Acropolis Tower. You see him a couple. You fight him once in Dryfield. You see him a couple times. Like he he's constantly the guy that's causing problems throughout this game. But spoiler alert, he, he just you don't fight, you don't have a final fight with him. Yeah, he's <laughs> set up to be like the big bad of the game or to be like the final final boss fight before like the real boss fight. And you fight him at Acropolis Tower and then you fight him at Dryfield and then he's just gone. He you don't shot kill him. Head. That's the end yeah. of it. But it's just like, eh, all right, peace out. And then he gets killed later on, like story wise. It's like, but he's the guy that's that's the guy I'm fighting. And again, that could be like really interesting in a different game, but not in this game. <laughs> It'd be I weird mean, to have like, like imagine like Far Cry three. If halfway through Far Cry three, like Hoyt shows up and shoots Foss Montenegro in the fucking head and like that would have argued that would have been a better way to play Far Cry three. <laughs> it's just like like complete blue balls on fighting this guy again. It was like, <laughs> ah, fuck it. He doesn't matter anymore. So, but he's the guy that I'm talking to. He's like the exact opposite of me. He's also a hunter. Eve's kept back. It's, a, it's fine. So, hey, whatever. Mean, it, it makes it seem like it's going to be cool. Like They even have one part in Dryfield where they split the game from day and night. Like you run around the town during the day and then you get into mm-hmm. a boss fight and you get your mitochondria powers activate or something. And I think you get like angel wings, which are from the first game. And then you pass out and then it's night and then it's nighttime, which was kind of a cool thing. Like it, it made it way more creepy. But also, like we had mentioned, there's a guy you rescue in the town named Kyle who ends up like sticking with you off and on throughout the rest he's of the game. Love interest. He's a he's a tool. <laughs> he's, he's a, a tool. total. He's a total like just he's a Steve uh, yeah, from uh, Code <laughs> Veronica. Yeah, he's your love interest is Steve Burnside. And this game really thinks he's cool. He's not. He's really not like I'm so glad that that wasn't the main character of this game because he just kind of sucks. He was supposed to be, though, I found out now. But yeah, he just like there's one part when you like I didn't understand this. Like when he finds you in 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 their sleep passed out, he puts the gun. He points the gun at you like that's his way of waking you up. I'm going to point a gun at you to see if you wake up and then you burn his hand. That'll wake you up pretty fast. 
I'll give him credit because like you don't know what he knows, and the only thing you say to him is like, "Don't you tell him that like you're like some mitochondria person too or something?" And he's you like, say well, "Who you work for?" He yeah. he's just a, he's a private eye is all he says. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, better mm-hmm. kill this government agent." And you set his arm on fire, and that cutscene is so weird because he he backs up and like grabs his belt for some reason, and I was like, "Did did he get like kicked in the dick?" too <laughs> what's going on here it still says. it's a, it's such a stilted weird cutscene, and <laughs> as somebody who has been on fire <laughs> which is a which is a sentence that i can say uh you don't react like that if your arm's on fire you don't like twitch and like suddenly come to the realization that you're on fire you know pretty much immediately that you're on fire but you're not generic captain american every man like yeah. he is your uh, black <laughs> turtleneck his hand is also like fine afterwards like she sets his whole arm on fire and he's like oh, i dropped my gun it's like yeah your whole arm would be fucking burnt kyle <laughs> he's stupid as fuck like he he's like he oh, does not oh, need God. to be in this game <laughs> and then you like, find out he's working for the government like he's he's like this like double agent or something something stupid and then you also find out later on he's working with number nine the golem guy your sephiroth but he's also working for the government yeah and he's a triple agent or something stupid he's he's a oh god this is gonna be a weird reference but he's a bulldozer from transformers the animated (laughs) show who like worked for (laughs) in the transformers show there's an amazing subplot spoilers for a show that no one gives a shit about um, where I think it's I think it's Dozer is like he's like meets the Autobots and joins them and they're like you're our best friend Dozer and the next episode he's like Slake I've been working with the Decepticons the whole time and goes off and fights with them for a little bit and then like an episode later is like Slake I was actually a triple agent for uh, for Optimus Prime I'm back with the Autobots now and nobody trusts him and as a kid I was always like yeah that makes complete sense he's a fucking dick and he's like betrayed literally every single character <laughs> why would any Anybody like this person and that's how i feel about kyle like, like you can't be a triple agent and a love interest like you're just a prick at that point. it's stupid like you did she didn't need a love interest like they didn't need to put that in there i know this is the late 90s and you can't have a a female you know hero without a love interest because that's well yeah, she has like 90s. seven love interests it's like pierce is all over her pierce is a fucking dumbass pierce is <laughs> pierce is just like a hopeless idiot that's like <laughs> <laughs> like the definition of like the fucking the, like the worst character is just it's just like I fixed your guns for you. Hey, yeah, like, do you love me now? And you're like, thanks, Pierce. You're my best friend. And he's like, he just came friend. from a heist after surfing with yeah. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, he is literally that. He's like every character from Hackers. He's just oh, right? not on level. <laughs> he's every character from Hackers without like the sexual appeal of every character from Hackers. Right. <laughs> it's so it's, stupid. Like there's just so many. Like, I wanted to like this game. I when we picked this game, when I picked this game for the show, I was gonna say we. I was so excited to play this game. Then I played this game, and I was no longer excited to play this game. It's interesting because I've never that that trope of like of like oh she friend zoned me is in like at like so many fucking games and movies from the nineties. Mm-hmm. I've never played a game where I'm the one friend zoning someone else. <laughs> like that was kind of an interesting dynamic shift. Well, Pierce can die. Like I actually killed Pierce in my in my save because I you, you have to do a couple different things where you rescue him a few different times. Like you have to rescue him in the desert sucks. and give him water. You have to rescue him uh, in in a freezer room. And I went in the freezer. He wasn't there. And then apparently he died because I got a bad ending. So I'm like, oh well. But yeah, I guess I can't complain about Pierce, like, like about Mist not sending anybody to help you because Pierce is there and he's they just, don't send him. 
Oh, no, he just comes anyway, and he's always in the way. <laughs> he's always in the way. It's I'm stupid glasses you can't see. I'm here to save you. And it's like, you work in the armory. You're like the computer guy. I, so we're fighting two Steve Burnside. Because that was your Steve Burnside voice just now I heard. So <laughs> No, my Steve Burnside voice is, gold lugers, yeah. Okay. <laughs> pew, 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 pew. Someday hey, we got to cover that shit, don't we? <laughs> save me, Claire. <laughs> But all, so, all I the mean, supporting like, characters are just stereotypes, though, because you have Rupert also, who's like just basically Nick Fury, Samuel yeah. Jackson, in Pulp Fiction. Like, yeah. His only uh, is, is 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 it Rupert who's like only character trait is that he hates kids. <laughs> and he, it's like, even, he, he shoots somebody with a Magnum in, in the Acropolis Tower. He gets beat up by Number Nine, and then he doesn't even show up again because his arm is injured till the very end of the game to give you a Magnum. That's all he does becomes, in this game. He shows up at the end to give you a magnum, and they promote him to the head of Mist. <laughs> They're well, like, yeah, he was the head, I thought, wasn't he? No, Eric Baldwin was the head who was like another secret agent for like the shadow government because they couldn't they couldn't come up with a cool name for that, so they were just like, "Ah, he's the shadow <laughs> government guy." Uh, and so he gets arrested and they're like, hmm, who should be the head of Mist? Rupert, you you gave a, a magnum. So clearly you're the best leader that we I have. I remember any of this. It's so dumb. It's, Maybe it's, I just locked this game out of my mind. That's what I'm starting to think right now. His only character traits, if I'm not mistaken about who Rupert is, his only he's character traits. The black guy trait, with a magnum. Yeah, I, I think oh, he's I the one it. who hates kids as well. I think he has like a couple lines about how he hates you, kids. You'll get a lot more enjoyment if you just don't play it in English. I'm telling you. Probably. You know, but, I uh, you just don't play it. I, I love this time. Idea. I didn't know what the hell was going on. I was like, cool, I can shoot three bullets at a time now or ten <laughs> bullets. I have a shotgun. I, I love like, the idea of, of not being able to understand anything Rupert says and just imagining every single one of his lines is about how much he hates kids. Where like he shoots the thing with a magnum and he's just like, mm, wish that was a kid. Point blank in the fucking between the eyes. Oh, yeah, I mean, just, <laughs> me and my friend were playing through we were just supplying our own plot to the whole thing because neither of us knew what the hell was happening was, oh yeah all right well <laughs> as, we're the on vacation. as the acropolis tower like blows up and, and collapses around you rupert's just on the helicopter going like ah, hope there were some kids in there <laughs> there's a daycare in the basement i finally got it <laughs> also you don't even save the acropolis tower like you go in and kill all the bad it still blows up and, and you're just like calmly waiting on the roof for a helicopter to come. And you're like, you're sitting there watching it come down. And you're like, hmm, just in time. And like, it still takes a while for that helicopter to land for you to get on it. Like don't, the bombs have been exploding for 30 seconds, Rupert. That building's going down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything is just it's such a weird game. Like, it's just so stupid. When you and think I, about it, like every every sequel and video, not every sequel, that's that's a gross uh, whatever. But like Zelda 2 was a weird one off Parasite Eve 2 is a weird one-off. Yes, you know, Mario 2. 2 is a weird one-off. Well, Mario 2 is not Mario 2. but yeah. It's not Mario yeah, 2, but, you it, know, American But also Mario it is Mario 2. <laughs> but no, it's a Final, Like, the regular Final Fantasy 2 was such a weird one-off, where it's like, beat the crap out of your own guys and create. Now you're leveled up. Yeah, it's funny that they were like, we want to be more like Resident Evil. And, like, Resident Evil 2 is one of the only, like, direct sequels. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like, we're going to tell you what happens, like, literally a month later. Like, this is happening right after. 
Like, this isn't a dream sequence. This is happening. That's also a really good game. But it's just so many things could have been better in this game. Like, the boss fights are all ridiculous and they're unnecessary. And, like, the monsters are just like you fight scorpions and just really dumb shit in the town. And all that's not we got to talk about the product placement in this game, too. Because there's one point you have a really dumb puzzle where you, you have to get a key out of the vent. But in order to get the key out of the vent, you have to go to the door ask the guy he'll tell you to go get a magnet in a different building you got it and then you and then you poke a cola magnet like, yeah it's, i mean i don't, you mind don't even know if the magnet's fits. important either when you get it it's just like here's a magnet well what the hell for it's literally like it like the austin powers thing where he's like drinking the soda and he turns around <laughs> and he's like i like I am a super spy, but I should or like the Wayne's World thing where they're like in their basement. They just turned like directly at the camera. and They're like, I sure do love Pepsi Cola. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> but it, it, it's a comedy. So it works. Like, I mean, I don't mind product placement and things. It just, no, I don't. It was either, just stupid. Cause cause it was funded somehow. It wasn't. It wasn't subtle. And it should have no. just been subtle. It's um, it's like Jurassic World product placement where they're like, welcome to the Coca-Cola Jurassic <laughs> World. And it's like so over the top and stupid, <laughs> but it's not meant to be a parody like they're taking it completely seriously. Yeah, that was that was it was it was, stu- it was small, but it just there were so many things that bothered me in this game. So that just just topples with everything else. I think the only time product placement in a game has like worked out hilariously and to the benefit of the game is final fantasy 15 where they're like they're like ramen noodles yeah they're having like a whole <laughs> camping trip and like the whole oh, camping thing is a commercial yeah but they they're fully like the the voice actors are fully aware of how it's happening and they like cheese it up where they're like man nothing beats camping out with your friends with a pack of shrimp noodles. What's the best <laughs> topping? I like the shrimp one. I like the chicken. Like they're so they're so that, aware of it. And this that game works is like, when you make it a comedy it. bit. This this isn't. Com- I mean, this game. No, there's no, there's nothing funny about this game except when it ends and you're just funny that you even played it. Like yeah, you're like play uh, our joke game. Uh-huh. And I, oh God. Did they ever explain the space station in in clearly in space that fires down onto an American town and just obliterates it? Like no. You know, that is, that is borderline like Resident Evil dead aim situation yeah. of somebody, somebody <laughs> had a chip in their arm and <laughs> the president was just like yeah obliterate it I'm good with that I, mean, I well, think what happened was um they a Chinese had girl had a tattoo and they were able to lock onto her position is that what you yeah, think happened that's what it is I, I think what happened was a couple years earlier the designer for this game saw the movie Goldeneye and was like well we gotta have one of them <laughs> How can we get a bigger gun into our game? <laughs> and it's that same guy in the background like, sir, sir, what is the with the orbital space laser? Does that have a plot? And he's like, no. <laughs> I mean, it's that's just, just cool. This game just bounces around like you spend your whole time in the town. Like you're trying you find out there's a shelter and you got to get to the shelter. And it, and Not it, a shelter, the shelter, all the caps. Shelter. That's the like, name of the building is like, I don't even understand. Like, it's not that far. So, like, it kind of has like a survival horror thing where you're like, OK, got to go get the keys. But then we got to get the, OK, we've got the key. Well, now we got to get gas because the car's out of gas. OK, so we're going to go yeah. get gas. Like, it's just it <laughs> was stupid. Walk. But you got to get the spade t- key to go get the gas. Yeah, because the gas is locked. Uh, As we all know, that's how gas stations work. You lock the gas station. You know what else was interesting? So, and again, my my copy was Japanese, but all the signage in town in the Japanese copy was in English. So, like it said, armory (laughs) above the armory. You're in, or it even said it had dry field in in full English. Uh, 
That's a big thing in uh in Japanese games where they're like, we're gonna name well, this English title. It did take place I don't know in if it's like a, America, so it makes sense that they didn't just yeah, there wouldn't be dry there field Arizona be, America. It was uh you're in California, right? Or is it Arizona? I'm in California. Okay. I think is is Dryfield in California as well? I you know, I don't know. I assume that it was like uh, that border area between like Nevada, Southern California, and Arizona, where there's just nothing. <laughs> right, isn't how it is, is out in, there, uh, Stefan? Just nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's Dryfield is right next to Death Valley, <laughs> as we all know. <laughs> Apparently, Dryfield is in the Mojave Desert. So yeah, California or Arizona, somewhere in between, or, or cool. Nevada maybe. Yeah, so it's the Last same place that New Vegas just... takes place in. That's not for the Manson family. Like, <laughs> when you get the when you get the car and you go to the shelter, you have a cutscene that means nothing. Like you see an albino like horse monster thing that you've been fighting. I'm like, okay, it's gonna be a boss coming up. No, we just wanted to make a cool cutscene. You never see him again. It yeah. doesn't exist. <laughs> hey, uh, who's that guy? I don't worry about it. Oh, and that had one of the worst boss fights I've ever played in a game was the, was coming up where you're in this mine, you're in this mine and you fight a giant horse monster that would not fucking die for me. Then I found out I did it wrong, but he just would not die. Mm, that was horse monster was that <laughs> pretty easy. Um, maybe you did it differently. I mean, because I know you can blow up the barrels I saw in a speed run, but for some reason I kept shooting him and shooting him and shooting him. And I must've put who knows how many bullets into him. He yeah. just would not die. It's like, that... if you just run up and down back and forth, he'll keep jumping and then you just take pot shots. That's literally all you have to do. That wasn't glutton. Was it? No, no. Glutton is the trash monster. That's how far stuff is trash monster. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, and then before I, I found out, apparently we'll I was I was looking at like the, the boss of the game. Apparently, if you don't fight burner, right, then Flint will die. Yeah, like, the dog will die in a bad Pierce. ending. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. Matter. That's like the worst ending ever is the dog dies. Like, what the fuck? He steps on the dog if you don't kill him in time. He just steps on the dog. Very Resident <laughs> Evil 4, I guess. In that <laughs> Even in Resident Evil 4, the dog doesn't die. You can leave it there, but I guess you can shoot it if you're a fucking you asshole. Can, you can shoot it and it will survive. <laughs> yeah. And then help you out later. Yeah. Well, because you release it still because you shot it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Resident Evil 4. Thank you for releasing me from this bear trap by shooting my foot off. How kind of you. <laughs> <laughs> kind of you, blonde That's a stranger. Good game, though. Blonde we should have played that instead of this shit. Oh. <laughs> we should have played that game. <laughs> we will be. But at some point. Well, so, because uh, tell me this, because I didn't get to finish the game, obviously, but. That's okay. So she is going to Dryfield because they think that that's where the NMCs are coming from, the mitochondria. No, they don't even know that. They just okay. know that yeah. there were mutilations that didn't seem cows. like they're sending her on this wild goose chase thing. They yeah. But it's, it's like, like an X-Files sort of deal. Yeah, it's like a possibility that it that something's going on there, though. So she gets into the shelter, and then that's when she finds out that, like, I forget the kid's name, Eve or something. Eve, Eve yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like a... It's like her daughter, but it's because it's that's a way later. He was like, like cloned from her or something, right? Yeah. You yeah. run around this giant metal bunker, like not metal, but giant bunker was metal, but giant bunker shelter. <laughs> and that's when you fight tons and tons of like enemies. You fight the worst enemy in this in the game for me. But they're these fucking like think of like a dinosaur in the water, whatever. The, I can't remember what they're called. And it is, it's terrible. It'll pop up. You have like less than you have a couple seconds to shoot it before it shoots something that you have to run in in tank controls and then shoot at it. It was freaking miserable. Yeah. But also, that's Eve is like, I, I don't know what Eve was like. I was I played the game and I I understood that fight. And I'm usually paying so close attention to the games and I still have no idea what Eve was meant to be because it wasn't mitochondria yeah. Eve from the first game. No, it's not her. It's not her. 
Well, hey, because it's... like, isn't it that they took like like got the a actual mitochondria are like from Aya, Aya, and then like they created Eve who controls them like in the first game, and like that's her thing. Yeah, but that's like that's like a oh god, it's so fucking confusing. Yeah, it's hard it's, to follow too. It's honestly easier to like understand the the timeline of like the species. She's a clone. Which is uh, <laughs> so yeah, she's a clone. So a, I think what they were trying to do was create like the next evolution of human with Eve. The first Eve was the first Eve was the next evolution. And yeah. so she was able to control her own mitochondria cells because something in Aya can't remember, but something in Aya allowed her to kind of have the ability to, I don't know, look within herself or whatever. <laughs> just, okay. Okay. Hold on. I've got it pulled up now and this is going to be so confusing and I'm, I'm, I apologize to everybody. So in the first game, there was a Brea or Aya Brea and her sister, Maya Brea. I remember this conversation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so we have Aya and Maya. Ago. Um, um, the first mitochondrial Eve was like the was like the the remake of Maya Brea. God, I hate oh, I hate this game God. so much. Aya wow. Brea and Maya Brea and mitochondrial Eve Brea. Um, so you have Aya, Maya, and and Eve, which came from Maya. In this game, there's also <laughs> mitochondria Eve, who's not related to Maya or Maya Eve. It's a different thing that might be. Aya's clone, who's Aya's clone. Eve, who looking was at it just right now. a normal girl clone that exists for seemingly no reason whatsoever because it's just a clone of a normal human being. It's psychic. The well, yeah, but she gets those powers in the first parasite. She's not born with that. That's like something you, that happens to her, right? Are no, we just playing it. Metal Gear Solid? Is that all this is? Absolutely <laughs> no. Metal Gear Solid is easier to explain because the characters' names aren't Solid Snake and Bolid Snake and Dolid <laughs> Snake. So they're like, they don't this just all right. And his sister Jake and and her brother Fake. It's like, God damn it! I am Maya and Eve, and Maya is also Eve, but is not this Eve. There's a different Eve who was eaten by Brahmin who became the new Eve. And then there's the third game where Eve is Maya and it's fucking, I don't know. You're not, <laughs> the thing is, you're not wrong in what you said. No, I know for a fact that what I said was 100% accurate. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> there's there's so, three different Eves. Maya, episode, Aya, and Eve. <laughs> this episode must be as confusing as it sounds to me right now to everyone else listening. It's like yeah, the you're... fucking Always Sunny Pepe Silvia wall. Yeah. <laughs> you can... Question mark all over it. You're not gonna... Even if you play this game, even if you play the first one back-to-back, -back, you're still gonna be confused. You're yeah. just gonna be as confused as we are right now. It's And yeah. I... I... I looked up like I always like to watch YouTube videos sometime before we before we record and talk about a game like break down the story. There's nothing from Paris City 2. There's like really no videos on this game. No, it's um, I understand why. I think I think, yeah, somebody looked at it and they were like, fuck that. Like, <laughs> like, like some some like game theorist was like, fuck that. I have videos on Knights of the Republic, Metal Gear Solid, the species movies like that. Like those are easy. Fuck that. Fuck Parasite. <laughs> Yeah, it's so I've seen a we, lot of comments online, though, of people saying that this is their favorite out of the series. And I'm like, well, it's because it's always followed by this was the first one you played. If you had played the first Parasite Eve, that would be your favorite. Yeah, that's uh, this <laughs> is not as good. <laughs> no, I mean, it's a completely different game. It, it, it is if not a sequel, in my opinion, at all. But I, I do want to talk a little bit more about the shelter. The shelter in the game gets really like. I mean, it's like an umbrella lab, but it really feels like you're in a Resident Evil game because you're running around trying to you got to find a password for something like it was kind of cool. But the enemies are just 
there's th- this is when the game doesn't get crazy, but there's still more than there should be. What but it isn't mean? until later on when the game just like, okay, we're running out of game. Let's just throw everything at you. That's when they introduced the golems who <laughs> there's go- okay again this is very confusing so <laughs> let, let me take a run up to this so i understand it golem number nine is the first enemy you fight in the, the first boss yeah. and you fight him again and then he gets killed like off screen or some shit like he's just like what? he gets killed in the final in the final right before he, the final boss yeah. but he you don't fight like him a, after a second time he looks like a mutated hunk is basically yeah. what he looks basically, like. Basically, yeah. He's yeah. he's like like hunk mixed with like sloth from uh metal or not metal Gear from full metal alchemist. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't want to be here. <laughs> uh, I'm so tired. But uh yeah, you fight him twice and he has a voice that doesn't match his character at all, where he's kinda like high pitched and whiny. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, I'm number nine gallon. I'm a hunter like you. It's like okay, whatever. But he's he's specifically is number nine hunt uh golem. That's his name. Number nine golem. When you get to the shelter, you fight a bunch of other golems. None of them are numbered. Mm -hmm. They're not sentient. Yeah, but the implication is that he's number nine golem. So there should be conceivably eight other golems ahead of him and maybe some after him. You can't say like, this is golem number nine. And also we have hundreds of pawn golems and hundreds of work golems. And they're all named after chess pieces except for him. (laughs) Is they, are they supposed to be like the big daddy to like Eve? Is that what their mission is to like keep her down there? I think they're like, I think they're like what the zombies in Resident Evil were supposed to be where they're like the perfect soldier that are just, you know, mindless killing machines that you can like you know duct tape a gun to their arm which is essentially what the tyrant is sorry to produce everybody i i can't remember were they even human i think so because to make the mitochondrial monsters you need to start with like human dna mm-hmm. and throw in the mitochondria dna which might be dinosaur dna we don't know it's so like how they made the powerpuff girls sort of Yes, they throw exactly, a bunch of shit together. Exactly that. <laughs> they throw a bunch of shit together and they get a bunch of golems. And <laughs> all the golems, <laughs> you have knights and pawns and rooks and bishops and number nine, because everyone knows number nine is the most powerful piece on the chessboard. You know, <laughs> every time you say number nine, I just want to go, number nine. Number I always think of a cyborg. Somebody nine. gets that joke. <laughs> yeah, the entire Nobody time here. I this game, I, I, I wanted to rewatch uh, Cyborg Nine. <laughs> again this game makes so much more sense if it's not in english yeah Yeah, no you play it the right way because it's not a game that you want to understand i mean it's just like it's so fucking confusing too like if i wasn't using a guide i never would have figured out what to do but then again i'm i'm not it's not my i'm not a survival horror guy i played more in my life in the last year for some reason but is this game (laughs) is this game essentially like like, would Resident Evil be as confusing as this game if they took out all of the notes in Resident Evil? Is that the only thing it was missing was the notes explaining everything that was happening? Well, Resident Evil has a more doesn't involve I mean, it involves mutants. It involves like, but it's more yeah, somehow. But, I can't look and say it. Resident Evil is more down to earth and makes sense <laughs> compared to this game. I'm You're also interacting with more people in Resident Evil. So like yeah. Wesker and Barry and the medic i'm placing her name but don't go there ian you don't, fair, you don't know a can of worms are opening i think you're interacting with the same number of people it's just that resident evil takes place in one house and not across uh, an entire state well i think you're right Stu. i think you're right if it did have notes explaining more which they probably wouldn't make sense in the context of the game but if there were notes it yeah. probably would be a little bit more coherent as a story mm-hmm. Because like I'm trying to think, I'm really trying to think of Resident Evil One. You don't, no 
none of the characters explain to you what the zombies are. You only find out what what's happening in the mansion because of all the notes you find. Yeah, the uh, lines like "Look, Chris," and um, "Is this Chris's blood?" and "You could have been a Jill sandwich." Those don't explain any yeah, story beats. Those, those aren't narrative driven pieces. <laughs> but like and, the yeah. diary, you itchy, hungry, scratchy. Yeah. Like yeah, that tells you where... everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. Like these pe- these are people turning into monsters. And this, this game... game doesn't have diary entries, and it it needs it. It's a weird thing to say. It, it needs those Resident Evil notes to just explain to you like who the fuck everybody is and like who's who's Rupert. He's this guy that's with you at the beginning yeah. and you never see him again until the well, end of the game. Like that's that's like going back to the first game where you would have those long ass car rides, which I'm guessing were hidden loading screens. Yeah, and your characters would talk and they would explain what's going on and go beat by beat why they're going somewhere. Yeah, why they're doing this next step in the game and discovering the plot as you discover it. Where in yeah. this game. You don't have anything. I think some of it is just based on the assumption that you played the first one and that you kind of have a vague idea of, you know, why things are occurring around you. But then they introduce like all these other like aspects to it and they give you nothing to grab onto. Like the like they introduce the shadow government and they don't explain that in any way. And it's like, oh, am I just supposed to accept that there's this shadow? Like even Metal Gear Solid, when they introduce the fucking Illuminati, they like (laughs) they give you like a context of what they do in this game. Like, what does the shadow government do? I mean, they're called the shadow government. So I assume they run the government, but they're also making these creatures. But why? They don't tell you why. Like, what's their goal? What's their end game? Mm-hmm. I don't so, know. Your, I don't know what their, their jobs that, are. This, that is that wasn't part of this game making. It was just throw a game together and sell to people. Yes. Who's the bad it, guy? The shadow government. OK, did Metal why? Gear Solid come out like a year before this one. 1998. Yeah, but- they didn't introduce the the Illuminati. Oh, they low. I, I like they didn't introduce that aspect till the Patriots, right? Yeah, that's in something Patriots. A lot. Of, but, uh, God, you're gonna start getting me to. No, no. <laughs> what, what I was gonna say was, is if you look at how Metal Gear Solid was even made, I mean, it's a much la- larger game, you know, space wise. 2001. And they did <laughs> way more with that than they did with Parasite Eve too. You know, there yeah. was a much more detailed systems, better combat. You can tell, tell, like, just on the base level, you can tell. as ridiculous as Metal Gear Solid enemies are and I'm not going to say that they're all like you know like genius thought out things fucking um, there's a guy named Vamp who is just a vampire and that's never really (laughs) like you just have to accept that he's a vampire yeah they put the thought even though it's like a magical mystical thing it's like it might as well be like the force in Star Wars how does he exist nano machines like at least they put the thought into why he's a vampire whereas this game's like yeah it's a golem all right what's a golem Uh, fuck you i'm not gonna tell you he's number nine stupid how do you not know these things yeah he's number nine golem is he the ninth golem is his name number nine who does he work for the shadow government you idiot what's the shadow government (laughs) one thing i do want to bring up tell me nano machines like at least give me the (laughs) nano machine explanation (laughs) like as you're running through the shelter the, the whole the whole point is to get and activate one elevator. You can go into Jurassic Park down below. Mm. And, and it's so fucking weird. Like you go in this area called the Neo Ark, which looks I mean, it looks like freaking Jurassic Park. And you have and, and supposedly that's where the, the monsters you've been fighting all game were were at. But then they broke out and then they're in the shelter. But it never really completely explains that. I don't even know so if I'm right. It was a biohazard is what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so it, it, it it's just makes it's just such a weird game. Like I, I didn't like when you go to Jurassic Park in this game. Like that's that is the point in the game when they crank out the enemies. That is the ultimate 
that's the ultimate explanation of this game. I didn't like when you went to Jurassic Park. No explanation for what that means. It just happens. <laughs> you, yeah, you go down to Jurassic elevator, Park. And now you're in you're in the new arc, which is Jurassic Park. Like it, yeah. looks it up. just like, hey, this is what we're doing. Like a working factory or something. You bring visitors. Who the hell they're bringing down? Are they selling them? Are they weapons? Yes. Yeah. I would yeah. say weaponize them. You know, and Are just they? say, hey, would you like to buy an elephant? Because that wasn't the point in the first game. The first game, they were like, the first They're game, they were being made by Eve to like, as like the next evolution of the world. Yeah, but this is and also there was a thing about like, Throughout what you remember about the first game, it's something and, really different. And then like the whole thing, in the, like the first game went into the science of it. It was completely baffling, you know, wrong science that didn't make mm-hmm. any sense where they were like, mitochondria are growing and taking over cells. And then this game is like, the government is is running these they somehow they're controlling these monsters. I'll give them credit for at least like a lot of the monsters have like a cybernetic aspect to them in this game where they have like little, you know, cybernetic pieces on them to yeah. kind of like clearly like in terms of the design, they were like, we need to make this controlled by this government. But then they don't explain that in the story at all. Where they're like, just to have the government be like, yeah, yes, we're like even have like the, the you know, the stereotypical cliche Resident Evil villain speech where, you know, Wesker comes out and he's like, ha, yes, like I I was creating the mitochondria to sell across the world, Chris. Like <laughs> you need that scene. Yeah, well, I because I thought that's what Eve was doing is they were using her to control like very Resident Evil 7. They were using her to control all the mitochondria, but I don't know if I can't remember if that's specifically what they said or if that's what you're supposed to take from it. Um, they they do like... make comments that she's controlling them because after you go and rescue her and you walk out of the area after she's been and she's running away, all the enemies in the area are useless. And that's when the game then replaces. Then you have a cutscene and it does a Resident Evil one thing where all the monsters now are replaced with golems. Ooh. Yeah, because isn't that when the Marines come in? Uh, right before all the golems yeah. show up, you have the coolest section of the game where they after <laughs> all this time, you've been here for hours and you've been calling. And there's a and there's a point where they're like, OK, we're sending the Marines and you and you have to escape the place. You see a cool cutscene with all these golems just getting massacred by the military. Yeah. And it's the it's, best part of the entire game. <laughs> it's the scene that you've always wanted in Resident Evil of the military gunning down zombies wholesale. Like just like <laughs> this is the safe zone. And there's like 30 Marines just like like zombie after zombie falling. <laughs> also, that, like, the Marines show up and they're just murdering golems left and right. And it's like, I fought golems. They need to take like three fucking clips of that goddamn M4. <laughs> I didn't fight a single one. <laughs> you you gotta like you gotta I, I mean even just number nine. Like you gotta you gotta work to put number nine down until he just gets shot in the head like a bitch. But <laughs> you like you gotta work to put number nine down. And then these Marines oh, show up and they're just like, fuck these golems, like one bullet, one kill, bitch. Yeah, number nine's boss fights were like 15 minutes long almost sometimes. God, just and unloading into them. And yeah. both of them are in the worst locations. At the, like, the first ones, I appreciate that they tried to add like an environmental aspect to it. Where the first boss fight with him, you're on like a catwalk and you can it's shoot. It's a cool fight. It's, it's kind of a cool fight. Um, like you, He's like charging at you and you can shoot those... Uh, there's like electrical panels and shock yeah, and you can electrocute them. Then you can shoot a thing and blow them up near the end. Like it, yeah, it the it's thing only you shoot, use... by the way, is the bomb. <laughs> that's that's what you shoot if you want to blow them up. Mm-hmm. It's the bomb of the building, which I'm no expert. But if you want to blow up a building, maybe put the bomb at the bottom floor, not the top floor. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's <laughs> only like there's only fight. two boss fights in this entire game that have like something you can shoot that fight. And then the fight with 
the horse thing that I hated in the mines that have like something you can blow up in the boss fight to hurt the boss. One thing we should mention is like you're, like that whole part that we kind of talked about where you find Eve. Eve's this little girl that was controlling the monster that's in like a weird room that looks like a kid's room, but they're like brainwashing her and stuff. She and like, is, when you first uh, yeah. see her, she's eleven from Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Kyle's gonna shoot her. Like you have to stop Kyle from he's about to murder her. And yeah. when you take off the mask, it, she looks just like Aya. And that's when it, that's when you start realizing that she's a clone. Yeah, the problem with that is it's still a Japanese game, and so they're like like blonde female protagonist and this child who's also blonde and female, and you're like, is she supposed to look like Aya, or do they just run out of character models? <laughs> like her real name is Sherry Birkin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That was good. laughs> yeah, but if Sherry Birkin might have been a clone of William Birkin, <laughs> but they never tell you. <laughs> <laughs> they if, they really did like their catwalk fights in this game, didn't they? With the the, the big yeah, dude at the motel, and then at the end against I don't know whatever the hell that thing was. Oh, oh, Brahmin. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brahmin, the Brahmin. <laughs> that's that's his name. It makes yeah. he has like the, the guy called him the ultimate being, but the ultimate being was in the first person. He was a little baby. It's the whole game is leading up to this is just some random monster that apparently absorbs something, and now you it, it makes it, it, they don't explain it. Yeah. That shows yeah. up in every fucking Japanese game, and I don't understand it. Where they're like, "I've created the ultimate being," and it's like, a, it's either like a weird, like squishy fetus thing, or it's like a giant <laughs> metal monster. And, and like the tyrants in Resident Evil, like that's the thing. Like at the end, Wesker's like, "It's the ultimate creature, the tyrant," oh. and you're looking at it, you're like, "This is the ultimate being. This is like, <laughs> this is the next level of evolution for you. This is what your idea of it is." Like. <laughs> I just want to delve into your psyche for a second. Like what this is what you think ultimate power looks like. He uh he le- he read a lot of Lovecraft when he was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> the ultimate being <laughs> is a giant metal like mitochondria monster that has a little girl on his shoulder. The ultimate being. <laughs> Every it's Japanese stupid. game has that. Like fucking that's like the whole thing in Galarian. Galarians. Created the ultimate being. It's a 12-year-old. That's psychic. <laughs> I have no idea what you're Akira talking about. Akira is like the ultimate being in Akira is like giant flesh monster. I don't know oh, if you sure. remember middle school, but 12-year-olds can be terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but the idea of like a, like a 56-year-old scientist, his idea of an ultimate being is a 12-year-old <laughs> that can't control his body. Like That's the <laughs> ultimate creatures like puberty ah. sucks man I, you know we, we all went through it that's your peak in life like right at the height of hormonal puberty that's when you're at your peak that's that is peak <sighs> being in the eyes of all old scientists <laughs> like like my body's changing and i don't understand he's a god <laughs> okay a couple more things i, I do want to say about this game like there's like after you do that military part and they, they kind of clear out a majority of the of the shelter which had tons and tons of golems and you go to a room that you thousands of them oh god there are way too many like i i fought i tried fighting one and then he showed up with three buddies i said nah we're good i just ran and i never fought again the rest of the game it would be hilarious if you if like after that whole segment like you found a, you did find a note and it had like it had like a list of the gums and you fought number nine and it goes all the way to like number three thousand six hundred seventy two. <laughs> oh, there's also stealth ones in here that can grab you from behind and it, all I could think of was yeah. Gray Fox. 
They scared yeah. the shit out of me a couple times. <laughs> so the golems are they they can turn invisible. They're like the ultimate soldier. They follow orders. You can duct tape guns to their hands. They still have like <laughs> they follow orders, but they're like still completely self aware. Why isn't that the ultimate being? Because the ultimate beings are big giant blobs that shoot lasers out of their chest after you blow off their head. Those are all going beings. through puberty. Yeah, have you been paying attention. And also, hey, all the like, being in Parasite <laughs> One, like that thing was frightening. And fall out of like giant cocoons for some reason. <laughs> but I, I do want to talk about one of the bosses that uh, you fight. There's one part like we were saying before. This game loves to copy every movie it could. You have a <laughs> Star Wars part where you go into a a room and all of a sudden it's like you're infected. You're infected. It's trying to kill you. You have to jump through the trash chute to get out. Okay, yeah, I was yeah. like the Star Wars part where you're infected. I didn't know where you're going with that. Well, yeah, the, where you jump in the trash chute, then you get and there's no there's no Dagobah, but you have not Dagobah, no uh what the fuck's that monster called? The, the worm? The giant yeah. Sarlacc bit? No, not No, in, the, the tentacle thing. Oh, like, oh I think guy. it's just called the garbage chute monster. I'm yeah, gonna, it has a it has so, a name. I'm gonna lose so much credit for that, but yeah. it has a name, but I can't remember it at the moment. Peter would know it. Monster. I, I I apologize to everyone. it's the Dianoga. Okay, I knew it was a D, but I was like the Dagobah, ultimate being <laughs> That creature okay, so, was a D. Like that the trash eyeball monster. squid, the ultimate big. <laughs> and, and when you fight this trash monster boss, again, this game is not generous with save points in the second half of the game. Like when you're in the shelter, like uh, this game like thinks it's an RPG, but there are no save points. Any like there are very few save points. And when you fight this boss, you can die instantly if you're stupid. Like you have to shoot him in the mouth when he's trying to suck you in. And I did it just for shit and giggles just to see what would happen. I save state. He grabs you and he eats you. <laughs> Instant death. <laughs> And the whole fight, you have to, after you hurt him so much, you have to lure him into a room so you can shove him into a trash compactor and squish him. And that, it's like, it's just weird. It, uh, it's, uh, it's, they wanted to do everything. <laughs> they wanted to do every possible, like, reference to every possible thing. Like, this is the Star Wars part of the game. This is, like, somehow predicted Stranger Things before it came out. This is the Stranger Things part. This is the, this is the Aliens part. To their credit, they got a lot in in 10 hours. Yeah, they were somehow able to reference Alien Covenant where, where <laughs> fucking uh, Andrew, whatever the fuck. You, what was the name of the stupid android in Alien Covenant? I don't um, know. The one who like wants to have sex with himself. Uh, Michael Fassbender is that guy? Actor. Yeah, I yeah. can't think of the android's name, but where Michael Fassbender is like, I've created the alien. It's the ultimate being. It can't reproduce without another species and it can't speak and it just kills everything. The ultimate being. So there's some other like uh, his name's such a weird David name. Walter. David, Walter that's David. it. Yeah. yeah, it's such a weird ass game. And even like the, as you're getting close to the end of the game after the military shows up and you you go into a room you've been in before. And that's when we, we kind of have, have talked about it throughout this throughout this episode. You sh they shoot number nine, like this guy that he captures Eve at one point. He's been your enemy. They just Kyle just shoots him in the head. Yeah. And that's the end of him. It's just gone. It's just that's <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's like he read the script for the game and he was like, oh, I'm not supposed to be in this anymore. It's like turns like shoot me shoot me in the head come on like i'm not supposed to be here <laughs> and and number and kyle is working with number nine but he's been with you this whole time like it is so stupid like they're they're trying to sacrifice eve to the ultimate being that we were talking about with the giant <laughs> it blob it's so stupid the ultimate being oh god and that boss fight i that boss fight broke me like I, I had played, I play with safe dates, of course, because that's how I play games sometimes. And when I was doing that final fight, I got to a point where I said, "Fuck it, I'm done." I put in infinite ammo, infinite health, and I just went to town on the final boss. And I'm like, I'm done. I, I, I don't care anymore. This um, game fucking broke me. I just read, and this is so dumb, and I hate this. Um, but I just read that 
in the beginning of the game, there's a SWAT member that you see like fucking with a bomb. Yes. And I, I didn't put it together that that's probably Kyle. Oh, that's I didn't put that together either. Because he's like planting. Because I remember that scene of being like, why is the SWAT guy like putting the bomb up? It's never explained. No, and it's so like unimportant that you don't think about it at all. And he says something along the lines of this Nagida. And I remember the word Nagida because I was like, that sounds like a bad word. (laughs) I don't think you're allowed to say that. And uh, apparently if you reverse it, it's Adigan or like his last name, Kyle Madigan. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's stupid. And if that's what (laughs) they were going for, that is like the dumb. Why would he say his name backwards? (laughs) That doesn't make any sense. Like imagine in Resident Evil, if you come across like Wesker for the first time and he's dressed up like a zombie and he's like, ah, this damn Rex. <laughs> it doesn't like nobody does that. I never, I've never once said my name backwards as a curse. Like I don't know if it's a. I've never heard of that, even in like terms of like a Japanese thing. That's like some weird cultural thing. I've never heard of that. Uh, you do say your name backwards on the show a lot, though, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to summon a uh, candy man or whatever it is when you say your name backwards. <laughs> oh, you mean Namadak? <laughs> Namadak. Yeah, this is Namadak. <laughs> That's actually how they yeah. summon him in the Jordan Peele movie. So, so like, it just makes no sense. Like, and like the final two, the final boss is broken into two parts. And again, like, because it's a survival horror game, you can't. Like, I, I was trying to do it, but I realized I fucked up and didn't equip the Magnum. Also, I just had other stuff in my inventory that I didn't need. And the way you fight the final boss fight, it, it, it's like you're playing the wrong game. Like, you have this giant blob that you have to shoot, and he opens up. You have a weak point for like a couple seconds. You have to shoot him and then run. But you can't run that fast. And I couldn't get away from the blast multiple times. Even with save states, I couldn't do it. I'm like, okay, there's something wrong when I'm save stating and I still can't make it. I just had a I just had a a like serenity moment where I realized that Aya and Eve, they're the only people that are special in this universe because if you say their names backwards, it's just their names. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> that that's what Kyle was trying to do. He was trying to be one of the team. That's why that's why Maya went bad, because you couldn't say her name backwards, but you can say Aya backwards. And also this game, like the final, final boss fight after you kill the giant blob is well. you fight Eve. But she looks like it's a little girl Eve, but then she she kind of looks like Eve from the first game. Like it's the same kind of fight. It it's tank control. It's so stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And then she's good. Like you, you beat her. The game ends and you and everything's fine. She's and then, fine. yeah. You you beat her and then you adopt her and I yes. guess the shadow government and Mist they're just like oh yeah you deserve it this girl almost destroyed the <laughs> entire world and has been brainwashed by the shadow government for her entire life yeah but yeah hey. fuck it you oh, can just adopt because her. Rupert Elias, pulled Burkham. some strings and created a profile for Eve claiming that she's Aya's sister yeah who's been dead for 20 years and also came back to life in Horizon, New York. That's a good idea. And Eric Baldwin was discovered to be a mole for the shadow government and was ultimately locked behind bars for treason, courtesy of Aya learning so from Pierce. I thought you were going to say something completely different. I thought you were going to say he was discovered another one of the Baldwin twins. <laughs> I got another that. Bald- that'd, be, that'd be a good game. <laughs> that final <laughs> fight was a nightmare with that the the catwalk and, uh, and, and all... Uh, there's just no room to move. Yeah, it's like, terrible. It's just, Anywhere. I'm just imagining the scene from Backdraft. Isn't that isn't that like Steve Baldwin or something at Backdraft? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's like the bad guy on the catwalk. <laughs> like I said, this game feels like it wants to be like the bosses are in one game. You're you're in a survival horror game, and they don't mesh together. 
just realized I spoiled mm. backdraft. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, Kurt, Kurt Russell movie. It's great. It's good. Yeah. Nice movie about firefighters. firefighters. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's got a happy overtone. It's William Baldwin, not Steve Baldwin. And <laughs> also, all their other Baldwin brothers. I didn't get the true ending because I apparently missed one of the steps, even though I was trying to do it. Um, apparently, on September, a year after the game finishes, they go to uh, they go to some museum and and Kyle they go to the I think they go to the museum from the first game, the Natural History Museum. Oh yeah, American, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that hap- that place of happy memories for them. <laughs> <laughs> and and A and Kyle begin a romantic relationship, Gross. Yeah. which Gross. apparently is in the third game. But I don't want to read too much because I want to play that game someday. No, Kyle on the wiki it says first of all, apparently Kyle has a prosthetic leg, which I don't remember that at all. It's never game. mentioned ever. Yeah, well, apparently he like has to get a prosthetic leg after it's like he gets oh, injured. There's and... a scene. Oh, I also forgot. Like during that that scene when he shoots number nine, he also shoots you in the shoulder to show them that he's yeah, I'm I'm on your side. And you when you when, oh when the game <laughs> picks up after that, you lose that you have less health because he shot you. I'm like, oh my god, this is the funniest goddamn thing I've ever read. Okay, okay, <laughs> the happy ending for this game. <laughs> Keep in mind, this game came out in 1999. <laughs> what the happy ending for this game? It ends with them going to New York to start a trip on no, on September first, two thousand one. Oh, oh man! Oh my gosh! What the fuck? Oh, uh, they're not having a. And this came oh, about ninety nine. So, um, <laughs> not going to go well that day. What the fuck? That would be I the worst day happy. <laughs> to visit New York. I mean, she's from Jeez. New York, but still, yes. like that. Ten days before 9-11 happens, <laughs> they start a two-week trip to New York City. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This is like, this game fucking hates everybody. <laughs> so you're telling me Paris and Eve would have been, instead of it, the terrorists and our all mitochondria monsters? Is that how I'm, Paris and Eve would have I was saying a Parasite event starting 10 days later. The ending of the game would have been would have been Eve and Aya and and Kyle watching 9-11 happen. And that would have been the happy ending of the game. That's like the darkest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, that, I didn't yeah. think about that, but that is pretty damn dark. Like, keep, in mind, keep in mind this game came out two years ahead of time. Oh, like, oh, fucking hell. The you real know, happy I... ending is the friends we made along the way, apparently. Oh, God. I can't um, throw too many stones at that. I, I joined the army in October of 2000. I thought, ah, oh, what's the worst <laughs> that can happen? Oh, fuck. Well, <laughs> surprise. The bad ending of this game is yeah. I am not going to New York. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, the bad oh, ending she God. wakes up, looks for Kyle, and he's not there. Oh my That's God. That would be a great God, like that'd be enough that'd be so much so much of a better game though. Like that happens and like they're just in New York when that happens and there's also like an outbreak or something she's got to deal with it it's just complete chaos rather than let's go spend a fucking month in the goddamn <laughs> desert <laughs> like oh my god this it's game is like game. a fucking fever dream um, you know before any before we go to sorry <laughs> questions or memories any last things you guys want to say what the fuck is this game <laughs> okay that, that sums it up just fine that's my question to everybody what the fuck is this game I got who's Kyle to read Who's a uh, what's happening? What? Well, two things that I want to say quickly that had nothing to, that we there are other modes of this game. When you beat it, there's a nightmare mode where everything's harder and there's other stuff. I don't know because I never I never played them. Never will. But, 
Well, uh, I guess I should ask Ian a question since you played the Japanese version. Were enemies as spongy in that game? Because usually when it comes to America, they try to make it harder. So uh, it, it felt real similar to when I, I played it again recently. You know, it's you're just shooting and shooting and shooting sometimes. And you think, well, what, what the hell? And I the, the ammo boxes were still as plentiful in the Japanese version um, as they were in the American version. OK. Yeah, because I I always wonder that because I know like famously Capcom does it on purpose too. They try to make Resident Evil games harder in America to dissuade like renting them, especially when that was a thing. So when was that a thing? I don't remember. Sorry, you remember? Yeah, they still do that. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, is Resident Evil? Can you rent games anymore? Redbox does that count? Where you get broken games or you get a paper disc sometimes? Isn't GameFly still a thing? Yeah. Yes. GameFly. Yeah. yeah. You can still rent games. I'm mostly being joking, just to be joking. But yes. Could I buy a copy? Oh wait, could I buy a copy of? Could I buy a copy of Resident Evil 2 remake in Japanese? Like, I wonder if that's the same game. I'm sure you can order it somehow. But will it run on your PS4? I don't know. I'm really curious about that. Yeah. When when I played through, there was I worked at this, you know, mom and pop video game store and we had these little cards that you put into the I.O. port in the back of your PlayStation and a little spring that you'd stick into the uh, tray where the, the little pin would go down to <laughs> let the system know that it was, you know, that the lid was closed. And so the spring made the system think that it was that it was. Uh, closed and mm-hmm. so what happened what, what happened was it would read the initial part uh you know like that playstation startup music and everything you take the american disc out and you put the japanese disc in and oh. that's how you would trick it into thinking that it was playing uh something for your country oh uh, interesting oh like the original like pal cheat basically yeah, yeah. So I ended up playing a bunch of stuff that way. Like uh, <laughs> now we just have VPNs. <laughs> so much easier. <laughs> like uh, Macross and Parasite Eve 2 and a couple other just weird random. And again, I had no idea what the hell was happening in any of these games. But oh, my God, don't I, feel bad. I played Parasite Eve 2 in English. I have no idea what the hell was going on. <laughs> I just realized that if you play Parasite Eve in Japanese and you somehow managed to get the good ending, then the only thing you would understand about the entire game is them being in New York and the ending coming up and it's saying September 1st. And, and that would be, and you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, that'd be the one thing in the game that you understood. <laughs> I, I was kind of talking to Michael a little bit uh, over the last couple of days, and I, I, I pointed out that, you know, for all the weird flaws in these games, those opening sizzle reels were stunning with oh, the they, music. They're still and, like, bizarrely good like they i mean they're like they show their age for sure but they're still impressive like yeah they still are good and like i remember one reason why a lot of people probably bought this game is there's a shower cutscene in this game where they make it look like a trick i remember my friend had to show that when we were teenagers had to show me that part it's like you think you're gonna see nudity but there's no nudity but it's just i wonder how many people bought that game because of that (laughs) i want to point out the um yeah, also, that's I have a question about that, too. I don't know if you know the answer at all, Mike. But um, I would, before I ask that, I want to point out that like the the point that game with like the elephant, which is the satellite, not the elephant monster, the elephant satellite, because everything has to be confusing. The satellite that like targets the facility you're in and it blows up like the big mass of mitochondrial like cocoon. That scene is fucking awesome. That's still really cool looking. Yeah. Uh, scenes are good. Like it hits that goddamn it hits like the cocoon and like despite the fact that like the cutscenes game have their age like when it hits it it has like the, the debris flying everywhere and, like the glass crashing down that looks really really good it's like still an impressively 
done scene to this day. Like the the faces, like you know, you got like the Gumby rubber faces showing up a little <laughs> bit, like Polar Express situation. But like you see what they're going for, and just seeing what they're going for is still really awesome. Like when you come across the first um, citizen who turns into the monster, and it's like her shirt rips open with like spikes coming out the back, and yeah, it's really good still. The like kangaroo legs is a little bit weird, but other than that, like it's it's a really like <laughs> cool scene. But if you compare it to Parasite Eve from even a year before, the graphical jump is is real impressive. It's yeah, shocking. It it's you know between just her in-game model and just her face in the cutscenes between like that you know anime big eye look that she has in the first one compared to you know a more uh, humanized eye in the second one. Yeah, they like in the first game they were clearly going for like like we're just gonna put this game out there. We don't like the cutscenes aren't really important. And in this game they were like. <laughs> they were like really ambitious. They were like, fuck it, we're going to do like a Kira level like body horror. Well, they put all their money in the cutscenes. They went, story? Who needs a story? Who needs good gameplay? Maybe, but like those cuts, like I, I was watching the uh, the cutscene of the first lady like transforming it, like her her like lips rip open and you see all of her jaws. And it's a yeah, it's really cool intense. scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The monster's kind of dumb looking, but like her transforming is really cool. <laughs> Definitely. Sets I mean, the whole idea home. is that the monsters are just can, can disguise themselves as humans now, where yeah. before, like in the first person, they're obviously monsters when you see a bloody polar bear or a rat that's the size of a dog. Like, you know, there's something wrong here. It's worth mentioning that the developer for, I think, Third Birthday very recently was like uh, he was like doing an interview or something. And he brought up how like he would love Parasite Eve to come back because he's interested in these characters. Just seeing like what they were trying to go for with these cutscenes, a remake of this game, I think would be phenomenal. I would love to see what they like, how they translated this today. Don't worry, I'll never have it. I kind of want it more than a Dino Crisis remake. I'm not going to lie. Like, oh, wow. that's never happened either. So, well, yeah, but if, between the two, I think I'd rather have a Parasite Eve because imagine it done like, I imagine too, those cutscenes done like really seriously with great, like modern graphics. You could come up with some really cool shit that was like legitimately terrifying, like some great body horror. Yeah, they'd probably uh, release part one and then you'd have to wait 10 years for part two, though. Which, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of what they're doing now. <laughs> why does why does Squaresoft not do bundles like Capcom and Konami and everyone else? They have some great games, but to replace them, it's you know you got to. They don't sacrifice your soul and your first child. They don't re-release them. Like this game has only been re-released on PSN and only right works on PS3 and PSP. Like it they, only works on PS3. Oh yeah, and PSP. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's. It, I mean, they won't work on Vita, which. It shouldn't be that hard to make it work on a Vita, I feel like. But you know, I don't really <laughs> well, know you'd that. have to find a working Vita first. <laughs> Wait, a lot of people some, hack them. They had yeah. some great games around that time. Parasite Eve, Einhander, you know, a couple others at the time. Uh, Eyes, you know, Gears, yeah. Brave, Brave Fencer, a couple other mm-hmm. ones. But you can't <laughs> find them. And the people that do have Fire them Bros. are selling for like $250, $300. I mean, a, a copy of American version of Parasite Eve 2 physical was running what like 100 150 i didn't look yeah. that up but it's I not worth it it is weird that square is like what they focus on is bizarre to me because they have so many games under their like umbrella and <laughs> <laughs> that was not intentional <laughs> i know what it worked <laughs> they have so many games under their corporation fuck uh <laughs> it didn't work either so still- <laughs> but like like i mean what's i'm trying to think the only remakes they've done recently are like they did the trials of random mana remake which i think i'm the only one that actually really enjoyed that yeah and that, i didn't play it but a lot of people who made it 
I, a lot of people did like it. I liked it. I thought it was like really cheesy and fun. Well, it's a but Super it, Nintendo game. Like it's not. That's just what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. But like, uh, I like. I got Square just needs to. They need to like go back and and just start like remaking some of their old games, or just like give it to another studio. Like remake like Chrono Trigger or Xeno Gears. I know Mike would be happy with that. Xeno <laughs> Gears, yeah. Xeno Chrono Gears Trigger, you can't you can't remake perfection. I mean. It's perfect the way it is. I don't know. They've remade Resident Evil 4 like seven times. <laughs> they just re-released it. <laughs> they ported it to like a billion different systems. Well, remember what about 15, 20 years ago, they were remaking all the Final Fantasies into like compilations, but none of those ever ended up being all that great. No, they look yeah. more, I remember. Yeah, is it if they just like a... Bad. Is it just that they're like afraid to like every time they do it, they tend not to sell well or they tend not to be reviewed well? I wonder if they're just like afraid to go back to like some games because like they did Trials of Mana, which was a, a bigger game and that didn't it wasn't received particularly well. So I wonder if they're like, ah, well, we're not even going to bother with Parasite Eve because that wasn't that's not like a beloved franchise. We're, we're never getting another one. And I, I not happening. I, I mean, it'll be a while. I think we I mean, will. Third I, I birthday think... came out in 2010, 10, 10, 11, 12 years after two. Yeah. Yeah. But it also didn't do good. Yeah. The thing is, I never want to say we're never getting another game because like basically look at what Hollywood's doing right now. Yeah. Where they're just like, we're out of ideas. We're just going to. Re- I mean, to be <laughs> fair, Hollywood's getting better. A lot more like independent, interesting, original movies have come out recently in the last mm-hmm. like five years. But there was a good period from like like the 30 years, basically, where Hollywood's like, fuck it, let's just remake everything because <laughs> yeah. we don't have anything. And the video game industry is still as big as it is. It's still kind of new. Like it's still a, a newer industry. A new, that's yeah, that's a newer kind thing. Of, that's just figured itself out. That sounds weird to say because it seems like they know what they're doing, but they've kind of just figured out how to reach like an insanely wide mass audience. So it wouldn't surprise me if there comes a point where they're like, we're out of fucking video game ideas. We did all of them. So let's just start remaking everything. Well, the problem like, is, is it takes like three or four years to make a game sometimes. So they could be yeah. in that period right now. We just won't know it until, you know, 2024. <laughs> and they're remaking some games now. Like they're remaking where they're, they're remastering like Tony Hawk. Like, who, who knows? Like they, yeah. it's it's so iffy with games because you when you remake a movie, the ideal scenario is that it's a different movie with the same themes. So like a bad example of that is like the thing prequel which was essentially just a remake of the thing they like they're like fuck all the like the themes and the smart stuff about the first movie fuck all that we're just gonna retell it but without any heart yeah or, like, that uh, didn't do well. but like why would at, you ever take out practical effects and use yeah. cgi when you've already shot the practical effects you fucking morons <laughs> what are you at, if you look at the original not the original but if you look at the john carpenter's the thing that was a remake of another movie right that was totally different they just took the paranoia and the themes of it and they made it into the john carpenter's the thing that's what you want to do with a movie with a game it's like completely different you can't remake a game and like just capture the themes you have to remake what people's memory of playing that game was so like you i mean there, a big one was like when they started remaking the call of duties uh and like remastering and putting it out there yeah it was like they just put it back out there and the big fear was like oh people were gonna hate this because people's memory of playing Call of Duty and what the actual mechanics are are so different. You have to you have to make a game based on how people remember playing the game. The Final Fantasy remake is like the best example of that right now. 
people like imagine uh, getting off the train and storming that like Shinra facility. And they made the game based on how people remember that happening. When in reality in the game, it was like a five minute scene. And yeah. it looks yeah. like trash. Yeah. Yeah. And it Not back like then, garbage. but now it does. Yeah. Now it looks like garbage. But your memory of it is like it was this giant event. Like you stormed the Shinra facility and, and, and took over yeah. and blew it up. And it's this insane like affair that happens. Well, and, like, I, that's what I didn't know. Yeah, that I was just going to say that even speaks to like doing sequels <laughs> like this one. Like yeah. wh- you have that memory of the first game and how it played. And if you're going to go in a new direction like Resident Evil did with Resident Evil 4, you have to be sure that it's something that's great. Like this new direction in this game missed so many things on the mark. It was clear that they didn't know what they were doing. It was wasn't supposed to be a sequel. You know, it's. Like, you have to know what you're doing if you're going to do something like that. But you think about it, that time period was kind of a weird, brave new world for video games anyway. I mean, what? I don't think they expected Final Fantasy VII to blow up over here the way they did. Mm -hmm. And they saw that and they said, oh, my God, these cutscenes are what people are buying this game for. And maybe, you know, that caused a quick retooling on Parasite Eve 2 as well. Yeah, that and like also, I mean, all the things that were coming out, they had to compete with, which was like Dino Crisis, Resident Evil, Silent Hill all the other crappy horror games that nobody remembers <laughs> overblood oh god that, was, that. <laughs> that was a golden time man. yeah, yeah. it's it's capcom is so weird with that too because capcom in particular like you could say that they've had as many misses as they've had hits probably more misses than they've had hits realistically with resident evil but like resident evil 7 is a great example of like a sequel to a game because it it's a completely different game resident evil 7 is nothing like resident evil 1 but they just capture that same feeling of like terror and stress that's like constantly hanging over you and that's why it feels more like a like an original Resident Evil game than Resident Evil 4, which is also great, but it doesn't feel like an original Resident Evil. That's a no, great example of going to action. a different location, though. Like in Parasite Eve 2, when you go to Dryfield, and like I was saying earlier, it just feels like nobody lives there. Well, why the hell is nobody there? Yeah. You take the uh, the 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 plantation house or whatever that is in uh, Resident Evil 7. Oh, there's only five people living here and they're all crazy yeah. as fuck. You know, there's a reason why nobody else is around except the sheriff who has issues later on in the game. Yeah. Right. And in that game, they give, they do the brilliant thing of we're not going to have like the note system quite the same. We'll have notes. But really how you're like how you're discovering the story is through the VHS tapes, which you get to play. This game yeah. needed to do something like that where they're like, we're not going to do the car ride exposition thing, but will supplement that by having like characters like talk like you save on the phone i thought that yeah. was gonna be a really cool system because when mm-hmm. you save pierce talks to you i thought it would have been so cool if every time you like found one of those things to save you were like you'd call into mist and be like here's what's happening here's what i think like like shit's hit the fan and you have somebody over there like your overwatch or uh, like like hunnigan from resident evil being like <laughs> all right like here's the information you need like we were we're hacking into the system when we figure it out like what these creatures are and why they're here or, like, we don't know, but you need to go figure it out. And here's the story. They don't have any of that. Because the yeah. other thing, she's a government agent. Why the hell doesn't she have a cell phone? Yeah. It's 1999. <laughs> or you like know, a walkie talkie or like or walkie- some reason. Like some because explanation. That, that's how they cure all that. And, and, you know, titles around that time. Oh, yeah, I'm saving on my cell phone or I'm, I'm contacting yeah. you through the cell phone. I mean. I guess maybe there was the no reception thing would make a lot of sense because yeah. you know, they have the payphones in there that that Pierce is always calling you one somehow. He knows exactly where you are. But like they, they make a big deal out of how 
of like Aya has her car. Like she doesn't she hasn't upgraded it to like the nice police car. She has her car that she loves. Like, okay, throw a fucking radio in that thing and have her call in and be like, All right, Aya, like we've been like we've been interrogating some guy we found at the site and he says that so and so is doing this. He says that like, oh, like he thought he saw somebody that looks like Kyle Madrigan. And then suddenly you have a suspense in the story or it's like oh you know kyle is bad but you're not sure why or you don't know why he was there and it mm. adds mystery it adds story like you need to do something like that for well, a game there, like this <laughs> there's even like a hidden cut scene too like i want to say when you're at the early part of dry fields where kyle pierce goes to the bar and if you don't go to the bar and talk to him you completely miss the cut scene but if you do go yeah. to the bar you get kyle. the cut scene that gives you that still gives you nothing <laughs> so yeah he's drinking they, something, it's right? like a missed opportunity yeah yeah, it's, it's like just it's a weird ass game. And they want him to be the love interest so badly. And it's like, you got to add some dialogue in, add some story into this game. That's supposed to be like the first game is brimming with exposition mm -hmm. to the point that you're almost wanting to get out of it to experience the combat. But they explain so much in this game. They're like, we're going to go the exact opposite direction. All combat, no story. But the result is you have no idea what's going on. It's, right. it's, that middle ground needs to be reached. <laughs> I think we should go to questions, <laughs> memories, or comments. I have a couple, actually. That's uh, that's kind of surprising. <laughs> um, from the Parasite Eve fan In the nicest group, way possible. I mean, uh, from Edgar Santana, he said, Parasite Eve 2 was a missed opportunity. You are 100% right, sir. I'd agree with that. Uh, from Andreas Montoya, greetings from Mexico. This game I have played since childhood and to date is still one of my favorites. I think there are many loose ends that we can investigate and that today nobody has solved them about this game. I highly recommend it. That's because <laughs> Square don't care about this game. That's not necessarily a compliment of the game. That's what I like about that is I love this game because it tells you nothing. <laughs> uh, from Thomas Sabalo, I played it and loved it. I'm glad that someone did. I did not. I did not enjoy it for the record. I, I did enjoy the game. I I'll just say more for it. I enjoyed um, what I understood. Yeah. You played it the right way, though. <laughs> so from Heather Cartwright, I highly recommend this game, too. I played it a few weeks ago, and it brought back such nostalgic, and I actually remember what to do. I, I wish I had nostalgia for this game. I would have enjoyed it more. I wish I knew what to do. <laughs> uh, from Moss Leopold, Jer I don't know. I remember getting lost at the shelter, then buying a strategy guide. What a time. <laughs> Mike, sometimes Mike just gives up on names before you. Oh, I, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. It's yeah. And from Celine Leclerc, Parasite Eve 2 was the first video game I played. and It definitely triggered my love for survival horror. You can only go up from here. Almost, I was so. literally about to say the same thing. Can't go down. Going back to that guy that bought the, the strategy guide. Uh, I like there's nothing that really exists on this game now on the internet. There was sure as hell nothing on the internet to help you out, you know, no, like back not, in the late nineties. No. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, you know, again, my friend, he was taking some real basic Japanese in high school. So he could kind of understand a little bit, you know, they don't really teach basic firearms, uh, you know, he, speak in high school Japanese. You, he can pretty much tell you where the bathrooms were in the game world. Yeah. Except they were labeled in English. Thank God. So, <laughs> You know, like there was just nothing to go on and we were just struggling. I think we we played it for like 48 hours straight or something trying to figure it out. But oh, wow, I can't. I mean, were you in a version of hell and came back to life or something. I, 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 I was my own Sisyphus. Okay, yeah, you were the they, uh, powerhouse of the cell on this thing. Yeah. That's why they call him Ian Brea. 
<laughs> I wonder for a game like this, I wonder if it's like I wonder if it's like kind of a similar situation to Nice Hero Republic 2, where that game was released unfinished, but they made the strategy guide while they were like figuring out what to cut out of the game. And so the strategy guide actually has more information in it than the game does. Jeez. Mm. I wonder if Parasite Eve 2 is a similar situation of like like the strategy you gotta buy the strategy guide to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. That's the <laughs> problem with strategy guides today. They're kind of disappearing. Like I don't buy them, but I'm glad they're thing i kind of hope they stay they're around. disappearing i don't buy them but people do <laughs> yeah it's like, it's like you wish that cookie store down the shot the street was still open i never went there but it seemed like a really nice people place. told me yeah. it was great the greatest <laughs> cookies we've ever seen i, I never eaten like there but a, i heard they were like great we cookies like great a, community i have long said that uh, or at least long held this belief that um that game companies when they release a game they should take some people like from the, the from the the core developers and they should have like pay them a little extra and be like all right you're gonna like write the first pages of the wiki you're gonna set that up because that's essentially what like a strategy guide is today is the wiki like yeah they like when you know skyrim comes out for the thirty thousandth time they sh- or like Not you know wrong. when the next elder scrolls come out they should be like all right like dave steven like you guys you guys like know the story of the game so and you have some experience like writing so we're gonna we're gonna have you go over here and write the wiki and like just get some basic information on there and set it up for people like this would be like you know playing dark souls when it first came out nobody knew what the hell was going on game doesn't make any sense i mean it's a little better done than parasite eve 2 but Mm -hmm. you know it's just there's sometimes just nothing on these games that you're trying to get through yeah you can tell like that's one of the best ways to tell like how beloved a game is is to look online for information <laughs> for it and if you like there are games that we've played on this show where i have like i've pulled up every time we play a game i pull up like information that i can find i pull up like maybe an article the, usually the wikipedia page usually a couple of wiki pages anything i can find on it and there are games where like i am sure that i have all the information that exists open on my computer and it's like three tabs <laughs> and we just got like i was like all right i guess i'll just i gotta really pay attention this time one of them's an old angel fire page <laughs> oh there have been some old old form sites i've pulled up sir <laughs> all right i got a couple more i got one more to read from that group from john constantine First, I played two, and wow, played it so many times. I lost several against the muzzle and the garbage monster. Epic all the battles and played without guide in those times. I give you credit, sir. Then I played one and fell in love with the saga. I enjoyed one, two, and three. In my heart, they will always be. So, well, that's that's I'm glad an somebody enjoyed this game. <laughs> Again, I did not enjoy it. <laughs> right, we're almost there. We're very, very close, Shelfer Box. I feel the same way about Watch Dogs. Uh, yeah, I really enjoy Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is a good game. I, I, I really like that game, but it's not what it was supposed to be. <laughs> Still Parasite Eve. <laughs> it's That's the nicest thing I can say about, about Watch Dogs. <laughs> I love Watch Dogs, but man, that game was not what we were promised. <laughs> People yeah. talk about No Man's Sky, but Watch Dogs really ahead of the curve on fake advertising. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And from the Laser Time group, from Chris Lichotes, I know I pronounced that wrong. The first is a classic. Two was pretty damn disappointing, honestly. 100% right. From Jeffrey Klein, play one instead, but two is still okay. We did play one, (laughs) and it was much better. From Matthew Ladwig, I haven't played two. I'm actually playing through the first one now with my daughter. 
I'm curious how old your daughter is. That's a, yeah, that's that was, interesting. I, would also I like was traumatized when I played this at like 12 years old. So <laughs> I need to call CPS on this person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and from Richard, Ricardo Perry, all I remember is this artwork, which is the half-naked Aya with the jacket on covering her Oh, nipples, God, that's right. Yeah, I used were... to... with, the, with the unbuttoned uh, jeans. Yeah. yeah. Which they is what like... I mentioned in Overblood. That's the actual original artist from the first game who came back after they fired the artist they hired for this one. So that's why it's all mixed. So you did get that from the original guy. I love that. Like the graphic design, like the cover art and everything they did for this game is so far removed from the way the game is. Like I even read something on the wiki itself. There's like a personality thing for Aya and it's like, Aya, like she doesn't feel the need to be like sexy. She's fine wearing like a uh, she's fine wearing the outfit. That is, yeah, Scorch. She's fine wearing the outfit that's most suited to the conditions she's going into. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's a great character trait for like a female protagonist in a game to not be like, you know, I'm gonna go fight zombies, and also my boobs are huge. To be like, <laughs> no, like I like I'm going to fight these monsters. I need to wear something appropriate for the desert, and then like jean jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, jean jacket, which is which was appropriate for the desert according to the game. But then the cover art for the game is like, check out Aya, she's the hottest. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Look well, at it's her black that, dress that she doesn't wear. <laughs> what, that the for Repair Side Eve two, the pal, the American, and the Japanese version, they all basically have the same cover art for the the cd yeah. case don't they that almost never happens mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I mean, it's you know a lot of times they change them i got a couple more to read to say there's a there's a they did a concept art for a where she's like it's like a weird giant beanbag chair in her underwear i'm like that is not her character <laughs> game at no point is she like eh, like i'm just gonna lounge around in my lounge around almost naked <laughs> how do you say you your love sex <laughs> that, that was right. a lot of innuendo coming at me at once. <laughs> All lie. right. From Nick Turner, he said, I finished this, but not the first one. Borrowed on a friend's recommendation for the shower scene, but got invested in the game <laughs> way before that. It's a little stiff to play, but I still enjoy it. You played uh, it for a shower scene? Yeah, All right. it, people did. My friend had a save just to show me the shower, se- shower scene. That's what, And he was talking about it. Like You have to. I mean, again, the internet is. wasn't normal where you want. If you want to go see porn, you just go on the internet. It's like boom, boom, boom. It wasn't like that back then. Isn't that why? Everybody watched Street Fighter, the animated movie. Longer. That's true. Yeah, you have to remember, Stefan. Remember when Mass Effect first came out and people lost their minds because <laughs> there was uh, yeah. a sex scene at the end of it? Like, it was on the news. The news was talking about how it was going to erode the youth of America because <laughs> there was a sex scene that was like, like, like something you could show in like on daytime television in the middle of Dawson's Creek. Like, it was the yeah. tamest, most boringest sex scene ever. And but people, it's hot, co- hot coffee. Yeah. No, people that wasn't that tame. Out. Well, the that's the thing, too. Like, a sex in video games it's like it looks fucking weird it sh- maybe just, shouldn't even be in the game because it just yeah. doesn't look right ever <laughs> i'm kind of with you on that like like i get the idea of it being like oh we want to make this game sexy it's like you can make a game sexy without having a weird disjointed sex scene like i would mm-hmm. argue that mass effect is a weirdly sexy game where they're like you know all the fucking outfits are going to be skin tight like rubber suits and Captain Commander Shepard will have a massive cod piece in all three games. But you don't need to have the sex scene where like the character models are glitching through each other. <laughs> yeah, like uh, fade to black over and over again. Uh, yeah. One expression, fade to black. Another all right, got another <laughs> comment to read from Kermis Lemon- Curtis Lemonix. God, I pronounced all these names wrong. I love the vibe of two. Made me want to move out in the middle of nowhere desert. I broke my check the week it came out and destroyed it. I always see this as a nice trip, especially since third birthday was a disappointment. 
How does it live in the middle of nowhere, Stefan? Is it nice in the desert? or It depends. He, how many mitochondrial <laughs> monsters have you had to kill this week? Oh, God. Just... Well, he quit his job, so he doesn't, he doesn't run into him anymore. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, he ran... Hey, I swear, some of the people you ran into might have been mitochondrial monsters from the stories you were telling us, so... Yeah, yeah. I've uh, definitely seen some weird bits. <laughs> the guy in the, in the suit. It would not surprise... It would not shock me if you, like... Showed up on the podcast one day. You were like, "Yeah, I was at the gas station. And fucking kangaroo dog monster walked in. Weirdest thing. <laughs> kangaroo dog monster. <laughs> oh god. We, well, we'll kangaroo giraffe came in and bought a fucking bought a fucking forty and left. <laughs> he wouldn't have buy the forty. Man, can I bum it off you? I, I just want to bum it off you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm never paying you back. I just want to steal this, but I'm going to use the word bum instead, like we're friends. You know how this is a place of business, and your only existence is to provide services and products for money. <laughs> Yeah, can I just have it for free? Yeah. <laughs> it's those damn scorpions always trying to get free soda off me. You as a <laughs> you as a part-time cashier surely have the authority to determine the pricing of this product <laughs> at this corporate location. <laughs> like every single per I, uh, every single fucking retail customer. This milk's too expensive. I don't fucking price it. <laughs> They're trying to give you management experience by having you uh differently price the products. Can you yeah. call, listen? I know you're I know you're a fucking 16-year-old part-time employee that's barely holding on to like your hormones, but can you call the CEO of the company and let them know that this milk is a little overpriced. I'm sure what do you it. mean I have to have a shirt and shoes on to enter this public space? <laughs> I thought it was okay just to wear my pants loose and open, my ass hanging out. Oh, I you're have... not kidding, are you, for something to happen, huh? Yeah. He's got the Iabrea look. <laughs> you mean oh, okay. I have to act like a decent human being? I thought this was America. <laughs> okay, a couple more to read, then we're going to wrap up and go to Shelfer Box. You're uh, going to for... do an episode about that soon, by the we way. We are soon, yeah. <laughs> uh, things just happened in my, in my personal life that maybe you had to put that off. Uh, from Aaron Kooten, decent game, doesn't match the original, very different, far more RE feeling, still has its moments. I agree with everything you said. But maybe not the decent game. But from Greg Fairchild, overall an okay game. Lost a lot of the tone from the first one. From Michael K. Huge, friend of the show. I'm sure all the horned up advertising sold me on this game. Can't imagine why I would have played two without playing one. Because you play bad games, sir. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> Michael likes bad things. That's why he listens to the podcast. Yeah, that's why he's been on some of the worst ep- some of the worst game. Well, no, we do Alien Festation and Raccoon City. So I got yeah. him for Secret Santa two years in a row. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I get um I think I got Angel one year. Angel's a listener of the show for sure. I I forgot to do it last year though. I was so upset. I did it last year, I think. I, I don't remember. Okay, and I last one I'm gonna read from Levy Russell to Parasity 2 is the first game that made me realize I was interested in women. Fun game. That's a a very funny comment. But not horrible. Still a blast to play now and then, even if it doesn't quite carry the vibes from the first one. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that statement. Everyone goes through it. It's perfectly natural. (laughs) I was also totally... I I lost myself. I was trying to say what's funny is that Tiffany, Mike's wife, actually got me for Secret Santa um, like a couple years ago before we ever even knew each other. Yeah. And and I still have like some of the shit she gave me on the uh, on the, my shelf right now. I have her. She gave me the Legend of Zelda like poster things. The thing that I I made that and then oh you made you... those. I didn't know you made those. Yeah, I made I um I took it. They're sitting on my goddamn shelf. I didn't know you made those at all. What the fuck? Wow. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this for over a year. I brought it up before. I'm they're sure. Literally, I le- they're right behind my fucking desk, like eye level with me. I see them every day. I had no idea you made those. Yeah, the, any of those any of those collage things that the prints that I that I've sent you, those are all I just designed them myself. That's oh funny. yeah, you sent me like ten of those, didn't you, Mike, or something? Yeah. 
I, I just went and printed up a bunch of them, and yeah. Do you ever post those in the group? I don't think I've ever seen that. I never. I I might appear in there. It was a it was a long time ago. I used to design a bunch of them, but then I I had plans to do more, but then nothing ever happened with them. And then I started a podcast instead. Oh well, um, that's yeah. one creative outlet. I might uh, I might post at some point. There were some cool some cool things to do. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say it's six months till Christmas, but um, I just today I just broke my favorite R2D2 mug, and I'm really sad. So if anyone wants to send me an R2D2 <laughs> mug, that'd well, be hey, cool. look at the bright side. You have a half naked co- co-host p- mug instead. <laughs> I thought you just I thought you were gonna end at it. You have a half naked co-host, and I was like, what? That's, that's... <laughs> put some uh, pants on, Mike. <laughs> I have it's on, it. it's games I found after dark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those that don't know, we we did a drawing that will someday be on a shirt, hopefully in next month. And it's just me. It's Stefan drew like me, but the like the way the Stan oh, Lee. Yeah. There's a famous Stan Lee picture where he's half naked with a comic book over his junk, but instead it's me with I don't remember what over my junk. But it's yeah. game my mom found like magazine or something. Okay. I don't know. Stu has to put the logo on it, or I don't know. We we just we gotta, gotta put it up on the side. That was dumb. Yeah. We might as well just put that on there. But somebody will buy it. I'm sure somebody will wear a half naked me on their shirt. I love that. I I will because (laughs) I every morning I get up and I make some tea and that mug is always gone, which means somebody else has taken it. I I don't know if they're aware of like any context for it. (laughs) It, It's how you it's what you should wear to your future interviews. That is like the favorite mug of the house. That one is always gone first. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. <laughs> so, no. I mean, we all do have a mug with half naked Mike on it. <laughs> I, I don't. But you guys do. Yes. Uh, I um I was in my garage drinking out of it the other day, and my neighbor went by and just looked at me funny, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't realize why until I realized I was holding the mug facing out, <laughs> waving at him. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, all right, I what's think up, we neighbor? should go to Shelfer Box because this has gone this has gone a long time. <laughs> and uh, Stu, why don't you go first? I forgot your name all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, Stefan. <laughs> yeah. I God, I don't know. This is this is a weird game. This game is like like I said, it was like a fever dream. The first game was amazing. It was amazing and I ended up falling in love with it because it was so weird and so just out there and bizarre and like the 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 fucking plots that they like blew through were fascinating to me. And then this game came along and it was just like the exact opposite where all like nothing was as interesting and they didn't really have any story and they like what story they had. They were just like, eh, it doesn't matter. So annoyingly, it's like just the visuals and the gameplay to rely on. And like the gameplay, I don't think was that great. I think like the areas were initially interesting. I liked L.A. a lot. Dryfield was like, like I said, it was it was initially interesting, but then you spent so long there and it became so boring. And then you go to like the Neo arc and the shelter and like, OK, this is new and interesting, but are we going to spend? I had that fear that we were going to spend another seven hours just walking around this place <laughs> like it, it, the game had like like ruined me. But the visuals were really cool. I I, I thought like the cutscenes were all really well done. There were some really cool moments that surprised me. Like Stefan brought up the woman screaming in that abandoned house was like a really well done scene in the game. Oh. And that scream is like it's like a horrifying scream. It's like a real legit scream. It's it's not like, you know, Rebecca screaming off in the distance and, and <laughs> Resident Evil. As much as I love that game, that voice acting so cheesy, it was like screaming bloody murder. It sounded legitimately like heart wrenching. So I I don't know. I I want to put this game on the shelf because I love the first one so much. And this is 
part of that series, but it didn't grab me the same way. So I think I have to put it in the box. It's very sad for me because I put so few games in the box. <laughs> One day I really should figure out what we I should really make an Excel sheet of everything that we've said. But yeah, I also I mean, I'm sorry. A is just not that sexy. <laughs> I, it's, uh, so, so this game, it's just it's she, I, it's off. For some it's, reason. it's like fascinating the disparity between like every aspect of this game like it seems like the developers weren't talking to like the marketing team at all and then like the writers weren't talking to the like actual designers i don't know how big the studio was like how many people were working on this but it felt like it it's like a lack of communication happened that worked out so weirdly well for the first game and this game it, it was like lightning in a bottle and then they just couldn't capture it again i don't know it's it's fascinating, but not necessarily in a good way to me. <laughs> People enjoyed this game, though, and I, I like the game. So don't don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a bad game. It just didn't grab me like the first one did. It's just not a good game, maybe. How about you, Stefan? <laughs> yeah, so that first game initially, I mean, <clears throat> even going back to like anything survival horror, whether it's Silent Hill or Resident Evil or Dino Crisis, it's always that first game where they have that great idea and people like it. And, you know, whether it's not whether it's totally clear where they're going to go next or, you know, or even the idea in the first game, if it's just all the way clear, which it wasn't in this case, mm. you know, the second game, you can build on it and, you know, you know, like bring new ideas to the table and give us a better setting and make it bigger and better like they did with Resident Evil 2. You know, uh, yeah. you got out of the mansion. Now you're in a city full of zombies. So I don't know. With this game, it just felt like an amalgamation of things you had, like, like the enemies didn't feel quite the same or as interesting. They just felt like a, a mix of things. Like the, the fat dude was like a Doom character. <laughs> um, some of the enemies just looked ugly as shit, too. Like they didn't even look fun to look at. Um, uh, I have Brea. I don't know why she got so thick, but I guess, you know, when he hit the gym, she just had to. I don't know. It wasn't even <laughs> like muscular, know. though. Packed like, on some yeah. polygons. I just Is don't it? know like why they changed so much because it's clear that whatever they did in the first game worked and then now they just threw it all away. Like the RPG elements were amazing. That was one of the greatest parts of the first game. And here you don't have any of that. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It could be like a suicide squad thing where they had half of the game already in. And then when the director shifted over to the Resident Evil dude. Yeah. Was just, oh. for here it's like go. every person in this yeah, game that's... is like Slipknot, though. They just die at the beginning and nothing's good after it. <laughs> a game where everyone is Slipknot. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, terrible game. That's an interesting yeah. theory, though. I kind of am bored with that, where like the de developer came in and was like, fuck it, we're changing everything. Yeah, it's just it's like because you because I even said this to Jesse, who's been on the show. I was like, oh, you know, like, I can't wait to experience Dryfield Hotel because, you know, I'm going to do this and then we're going to get back to the city. And he's like, oh, I have bad news to tell you. Yeah, like, I got bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I did, when I found out I wasn't going back to the city, I was like, what the hell were they thinking? Like, it's not fun living out in the desert. That's where I live. It sucks. <laughs> so I'm going back to the city. why not? <laughs> I get there. It's hell. It's <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that's they they fucked us up so hard um i didn't actually hate the game like I, that initial opening and dry field i was interested 
again it had some creepy moments but overall like as you go on and on in the game you're just like beaten down by it it's just not fun so i'm putting it in the box okay that's where it belongs <laughs> you know i'm putting it on the shelf because mike said that <laughs> <laughs> too late now <laughs> I'll go next. I mean, this game, I was kind of tossed in between in the beginning because like, the Acropolis Tower is really good. And I was in I was on board. But then mm. as the game just progressed, I really fucking hated it. Like it, I, <laughs> I, I, I like RPG games a lot. Like that's my favorite genre to play. But this game is not an RPG. This game is a amalgamation of I want to be I want to be Resident Evil, but we're going to try to be. It's just it doesn't work for what they were going for. And because of that, I didn't have a lot of I didn't have really I didn't have much enjoyment of it. I just wanted to beat it. I wanted it over with and I'm never going to play it again in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It's going in the box. How about you, Ian? You know, this game, it holds a weird history for me. It's, you know, playing. I I have it, it was with my best friend at the time. And so I have very rose tinted memories of it. And then I go back and I play like I said, I played through the first disc and it's it's just such a weird weird thing it's it's such a an adventure of link or a super mario 2 where it's we we have this great first game and then we just you know flew wildly off course with the second game and adventure of link is one of my my favorite games of all time again because of of memories but i you know like i I would keep it on my shelf but probably never play it yeah Mm -hmm. it's just that nostalgia yeah you know it's like i love that first those those opening real like i went back and i watched that first one and it just flooded back to me especially that part where they that and the dinosaur skull you know starts flapping open in the first sizzle reel and going back and watching the second second one and and so i i like again i have weird memories of this and i played through it with my best friend at a weird time in video games and I love the game, but I agree with you guys. It's not a good game. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> you know what, though? We did forget to say this, and I will back support this part of it. It has a fantastic soundtrack. If anything, oh, yeah. go listen yeah. to that. It's if only amazing. it would just pump it more. Like, like just there were so many times that the game where like the audio would go away for me. I don't know if it was just an issue I was having. Where like it'd be like a quiet moment in the game, like play the music. Just like that's that's what you're good at. Play the music. Also, I posted a picture, not just randomly. I had something to say about this. I posted a, like a concept art for Ayabrea. Ayabrea, fucking hate the name so much. <laughs> for Ayabrea, where she has way more of like an Olivier Armstrong from Full Metal Alchemist thing going on. Like she's jacked. <laughs> like that would have been a way cooler concept instead of like going halfway and making her like really like muscular but only in her back and still giving her the weird like that's a big thing in not just like japanese like beauty standards but all beauty standards is to have like really skinny small arms and really skinny legs but they still wanted to make her muscular so it just looked really odd if they went with this concept art and just made her look fucking jacked that would have been awesome <laughs> like go all out make it like fucking commander shepherd coming in and kicking ass because <laughs> like, yeah. she was pretty willowy in the first game you know, especially yeah. when you see her in the in the black dress at uh, at the opera in the beginning. Oh, yeah. yeah. But she's like there's like explanation for that, at least. Or she's like, oh, yeah, she's like like kind of skinny and tiny. But I guess she's still a cop. She was like uh, 20 in that game. I think she was yeah. NYPD and she was about 20 something years old. And she was like new on the force. Yeah. Stay on the job. And it's it her night off. <laughs> and then like, yeah, like do. 
do like Leon Kennedy. Like he comes back in Resident Evil 4 and he's fucking jacked in Resident Evil 4 because like he's been done nothing but train for like three years so that he can rescue the president's daughter at the drop of a hat. <laughs> or you like, could go one up into a Chris Redfield and fight boulders with how yeah. much you are. But like how like how awesome would it be for like this game to come in and you like you're not just a member of the F- like do either FBI style like you're investigating and you still got to fight this, but you're not like the strongest. You're more going in and investigating. And then you have that scene at the end of like you've discovered everything and the Marines come in and you're just like burning through the facility. Like do it either that way or have her be like insanely jacked like this picture and <laughs> just be kicking ass and make it more of like an action game and i think that's like really the problem this game has is it's it's too many different things trying to happen at once they didn't know what they were doing yeah she had a lot of potential to be like another samus oh yeah Mm -hmm. yes that's exactly what it is yeah she looks like fucking samus aaron samus aran sorry (laughs) um i always said aaron as a kid i'm still getting over that um yeah she looked like samus aran like she could like she could have been such a badass and instead of just like a character that kind of gets upstaged in her own game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did I miss it? You say shelf or box? I didn't think I heard. Or maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. I, I said I keep it on the shelf, but okay. probably never play it. Okay, that's it. Yeah. So we got one shelf out of us three. Out of us four. The three regular us hated it. Yeah. God. We have to play the third birthday just so oh, we, we are next year. Next year, <laughs> June. I'm calling it now. We're playing the third birthday because we're going to each year this podcast. We play one in June and then we'll never play a fourth one because there'll never be a fourth one. Really, I, I, you know what's going to happen? It's like right as we play the third one, they're going to announce the fourth one. <laughs> That's fine. It'll still take us a year to get to more than a year to get to it. We have to play the third one just because I want to talk about it. So fucking. All right, bad. we're definitely going to. I already I like I said, next year, June, I'll put it on the show. No problem. It's so weird. It's been on my list to play it for over a decade, so I might as well get around to it. I might end up playing it before then, because I just I've seen like so many screenshots of it, and I'm so confused by them that I have to know what's happening. As long as you, as long as the shirts are up, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> I'll decide. Oh, the shirts, the shirts are just gonna say like, it's just gonna be the cover art for the third birthday with like a question mark underneath it. <laughs> that would be Golden Sun Lost Age with game like by mom found question mark. Oh, yeah. The one game people have requested for us to play, multiple people have requested me, and I'm just, and we're just like, yeah, that's, yeah, we should do that. And we're like, we're all three, like, yeah, we should do that. Well, me and you are like, we should do that. Stefan's like, no, no, we shouldn't. Well, and no, then we, should. we never do. <laughs> I do want to. It's just so long. And DJ's not here, so I really enjoyed the first one. That was, I think, that was the first. It was also, it was a very early episode, but that might have been one Number of the four. only games that, um, that DJI, DJI, that DJ <laughs> and I like agreed on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't listened. I try. I, I stay away from those early episodes because they're hard to listen to. They're very bad, um, just mm-hmm. audio quality wise. They're terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so, I, we were still learning. I think content wise, we're still like we're finding our ground, but we're still like we're we're getting it really quickly. But audio wise, like I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying my best. I was going way overboard on every audio. Like I was like, "Well, this is a cool thing. I should put this on there," and it just sounds like <laughs> garbage. <laughs> I have. Um, also, we were recording on like shitty microphones. So even to begin with, it's on the bad. first episode, I had the worst and then I upgraded and I upgraded again. Yeah. I I still say I saved all those recordings, um, the original recordings. So if we ever want to like 
like release them and try to clean them up a little better and and see if we could put them out there better. It'd be interesting. Uh, I just have them... to edit in me actually having good audio. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we couldn't hear Stefan for like ten episodes. <laughs> I was just yelling into my tablet, and it was just like I, I it was like I was in a canyon yelling at someone across it. One of my favorite, <laughs> just have to like... <laughs> one of my favorite notes I ever got. I think it was from Sam. Was like I like I really like what Stefan's saying. I just wish I knew what it was half the time. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> like, hear you at all. But the one thing he heard was like that you liked Resident Evil, and he was like, "I like this guy." <laughs> I want to hear what he says. Sam's all awesome. Right. All right, I think we need to wrap up this episode because I have to edit this, and I have a pizza coming, so I really need yeah. to finish this up. Also, soon, uh, we should have, like, way better audio, bring, like, since we brought that up. We have figured out a new recording method that I believe will work way better. We just have to, I just have to walk myself through it and figure out how to do it. All right, and I should introduce what we're going to be talking about next week. We're going to be talking about a very wonderful game that I will not have played. Third birthday. I cannot get it to work. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about Soul Reaver 2 for PlayStation 2. And hopefully one of the four of us will be able to beat the game because I sure am not going to. You know, um, you know what's funny is I have been so scatterbrained these past couple weeks that I saw that you were playing Soul Reaver 2. And it wasn't until that exact moment that I realized why you were playing it. I thought it was really weird that you were playing it because I didn't think it was on the podcast. And I've just been so out of it lately. <laughs> you know, we, we do put these seasons together. Like, I mean, it's been it's been probably well over six months. Oh, yeah. No, it's been about six months since we put this list together. I have it on my phone, but I've just <laughs> I've been so busy the last couple of weeks. That so, I was like, I legit saw you talking about it constantly on Facebook. And I was like, oh, I, fuck I, I like playing Soul Reaver. It's a really good game. I just wish I could experience experience it but we'll get that next week i don't know what i thought well, was Stephen, next you week, have to beat it because I don't, I don't think i'm i'm already know i won't be able to play it so you have to beat it i'll beat it and julian wow. will be on that show so we get julian back hey all right mm-hmm. and then i also that about and i also want to give a quick shot well first i want to thank ian for taking time out to join us for three hours yeah i didn't yeah, I, I, for having me I this was a lot of fun thank you do you feel tired because i always feel tired at the end of every episode yeah, weirdly, I feel kind of like energy. I'm psyched to go back, uh, back to play The Last of Us Part Two. Interesting. I, I can say Parasite E2. I would say my condolences. <laughs> That's like the the one thing I've learned from doing these podcasts is at the end of every time, every recording, no matter how long it is, it could be 20 minutes or 30, like three hours. I just I feel exhausted. You, you know what it is? I don't have a lot of people to discuss video games with outside of like the, the overblood group. So like being able to sit down and talk to people that where I could make a stupid reference like, oh, the blonde girl, Sherry Birkin. Yeah, it, <laughs> it uh, <laughs> this it, is it, the group to get that joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. So it's kind of energizing to be able to talk to people that are in the into the same sort of things you are, and especially with what's going on right now because the only other thing i do is, is play hockey and i sure as hell can't do that it's nice to be able to talk to somebody that's in your your into your hobby so this was really cool and you know kind of was able to to speak intelligently about some stuff that i'm into i you feel that way and glad hockey's coming back on july 30th <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I also want to give an awesome shout out to our awesome intro, courtesy of Bobby, aka Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet, song of the Cool Kid Squad. So definitely check him out on YouTube, and you might hear his voice in a couple episodes in in the future here. So I think that was I think that one was backwards, but I don't yeah, know. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, I have written down, but I don't look at it. I just oh, say cool. it. well, I that's it. Over I think times. you wrote it down then. 
<laughs> I had written down somewhere. Yes, I found it by accident when I was when I was going through a notebook. I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote this down. And I just kept going. I don't read it. <laughs> and also, please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where I'm constantly posting new images and and new things about what's going on with the upcoming with the upcoming episodes that we do and get people excited. And I mentioned giveaways that no one listens to me about on there too. So you definitely check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all. I, I think that's all I need to say because I I have to edit this. That's all I need to say. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the longest episode. No, but it's it's a fucking long one. It, it's up there. I, I just recorded a three-hour episode yesterday about Captain America Winter Soldier, and I recorded a two-and-a-half-hour episode about Paris City 2, so I was like, yeah. This was hey. longer than it needed to be. Yes, it was. <laughs> just like the game. Should have been a five-minute episode of us just all going, eh. <laughs> eh. Eh, fuck it. That's about it. Yeah. All right, so we will see you guys all next week. Bye, everybody. Oh, and check out episode 23, Parasite 1. That's a good game. Listen to that episode. <laughs> I had to get that out there one more time. I got to plug myself one more time to myself. <laughs> That's what I do. Yeah, right. plugging is the uh, powerhouse of the podcast. So. <laughs> Work for us. I mean, I, I go in groups and I post for questions. I'm like, if somebody will comment, hey, just listen to the show. It's like, I'm already subscribed, buddy. I feel like Arnold and Hey Arnold trying to sell watches to people. Like, hey, you should buy a watch. I already have two. Oh. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very specific reference. I know it is. Some people got it. Somebody got it. All right. I'm done. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>